Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week's episode of The Pinball Show features a first-time co-host but long-time friend. We discuss taking a shot, porch pirates, proud husband moments, Spooky lifting their top for us and showing all that is stacked and loaded. More Mando updates and info. Dwight shows. Pinballwizard.com. Silver Falls. Zach choosing his own adventure in a new segment. Pinball market trends. Trending animals. And more. Go ahead and take a shot with us right now on the Pinball Show. Tonight, I'm gonna have myself a real good time. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's Pinball with personality. Hello out there, friends. This is the Pinball Show, episode 65. I'm your host, Zach Minnie. This week, I have a special guest, and he's a special friend as well. Many of you out there probably have these types of people where you become pinball friends, right? And through pinball, you're like, oh, I like this person. They're pretty cool. And then they morph over into like a genuine, real friend. It's super, super cool to have him on. He's married to a performer and an influencer. He himself is a retro gaming fan and can be found performing for and operating the popular online geek book club uh, that he helped create called Literarily Wasted. The group has recently published their first truly novel piece of literature, I would say, titled Take a Shot Stories Number 1, Beach Trip Beware, which is a crowdsourced adventure book project. Hell, he's one of my favorite artists ever, and he's a truly multifaceted one at that. He likes cats, but I won't hold that against him because they may scratch. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my dearest friend, Lucas Pepke. Hey, Zach. Lucas. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh. I'm so excited. How was that intro? Was that uh, accurate at all? Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty accurate. I'd okay. say I do love cats. I love pinball. I love video games. I love you like my the wife. retro um, stuff. Life man. Is, I like retro stuff. But look, I'm not going to lie. And and those of us who have had or have arcade machines, um, nostalgia wears a little thin after a while. You know, <gasps> your Donkey Kong. Yeah. Hey, hard take. Your Donkey Kong sits collecting dust. It looks cool in your game room, but let's get real. You're not playing your Donkey Kong every day. Wow. Poor Billy Mitchell is sitting in a corner crying right now. He might be, but he's got his hot sauce. He can he can be. Uh, <laughs> he's got his hot, hot sauce, sauce in the corner. <laughs> that Nintendo hey, cab he's like the hot though. Sauce king. Man, I want to collect the cabs just because they look pretty together. You know that that's really how I I know you love a good origin story, Zach. But uh, oh. to cut it short, that's that's how I got into pinball. I I started collecting Nintendo cabs because they are the best. And you know, Fix It Felix came out. And I was mm-hmm. like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's a Nintendo cab. So fix it, Felix. Okay. What's the, uh, what's a clove or Caleb? What's that? What's that, uh, form? Yeah. Uh, I think it's killer list of video 
video games. games? I don't. Okay. I don't know. I, I. I don't. I'm not a forum dweller. I don't really get on Pinside. The only reason I get on Pinside is to look at pictures. They're pretty much <laughs> low key. I didn't know if when you went to Clove to buy your fix it feel like if you got scammed by another podcaster. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I actually, I actually started uh, finding. Nintendo cabs pretty at that time they were pretty they're popping up pretty regularly but I was actually going down I'd actually found uh plans and I was building one by scratch with MDF um oh. so that that was fun you know it was a whole adventure I had a couple years in arcade stuff and then the sickness got a hold of me uh, I was at a barber shop and my my barber had your favorite oh. machine of all time Zach Popeye back to the future oh, back, back to the to future, the future. <laughs> but my you know back my son was dumpster. playing it <laughs> he you know this little kid doesn't know what a pinball machine is he was probably four your barber's he's a little like, kid a four-year-old i don't know if i trust <laughs> that yes Lucas. no he does you know he's better than chino <laughs> oh no, doubt. no. Uh, oh man <laughs> shots shots fighting words um but yeah he he had brought in a back to the future and my son his eyes lit up and he's like daddy what is that i was like that's a pinball machine i realized you know i'm in birmingham alabama there's not a ton of pinball out mm-hmm. there uh, where we are and i realized this kid had never seen a pinball machine so he jumped on it and i saw his eyes light up and i was like this is fantastic awesome. i gotta get a pinball machine so i eventually bought that and oh, the rest is you history. bought that one as your first yeah and you're still in pinball <laughs> yeah. congratulations i'm still in pinball you know at the time you don't know any better right you're just sure. like oh this is great the the spinner didn't work it turns out <laughs> and um i didn't care i didn't know you know the ramp was cracked and broken but it was it was magic and when when the light show would hit and you'd hit multi-ball, it was like the best thing ever, right? Oh, That's Everybody's got to have a data you know, that, east for their first. Yeah, and then I had a RoboCop as my second, which actually is a fantastic game. Sweet That's jumps, a, that that game, jump. Yeah. Can someone put a jump ramp back in, pinball designers? Because that's Yeah, what why I are we not? I don't know. Like I, Hot Wheels should have had that. I haven't played Hot Wheels, but like they did. If they can do it in RoboCop, come on, you can put it in a brand new machine. Balls are made to fly in the air in general. A football flying in the air, basketball flying in the air, golf ball flying in the air, and not off of a stand-up target, Ghostbusters. I'm talking about, <laughs> let's find a way to get this ball in the air, a la Houdini. Yeah. I mean, look, I am probably one of the least qualified people to be on a pinball podcast. I haven't yet reached my five-year uh, status. <laughs> I haven't gotten my David Fix certificate in the mail yet, but yeah. you know, I, I know moments and and when you hit that ramp on robocop and the ball flies across the play field that's just cool it is. that's probably again i haven't played every machine because i'm in a, a little stern bubble here in birmingham mm-hmm. but when you hit that shot it's an awesome shot yeah you were talking about origin stories thank god because i hate uh pinball origin stories that uh, they're all the same <laughs> i gave you a taste but they're all yeah, the they same. are they, they are the same kind of in the end Oh, it's like a reboot of the Spider-Man all over again. Or Batman. Batman's even oh, worse, right? Batman, yes. Well, Zach, I know that you love for guests to come prepared with their pinball origin stories because I that's what know. Pinball Land wants to hear. So they don't. It all started for me back in the barber shop oh. once upon a time. And fast forward a couple years later, and here we are today. That's actually the best origin story I've ever heard. Thank you. Well, thank you. I, tr- thank I tried. You. You're, you're very welcome. Yours was a little interesting because of the four-year-old barber, but other than that, <laughs> <laughs> other than that. Yeah, so, it was it was good. Did, but do you listen to, I know, of course you listen to my podcast because we're friends. Do you generally listen, consume uh, pinball media or are you more a eclectic uh, you listen to gaming podcast or movie pod like w- what's your jam 
Uh, no, I, I actually consume a lot of pinball media. Oh, cool. I love Eclectic Gamers podcast. I love Eclectic Gamers Dennis, <laughs> Dennis and Tony do a good mix of of both of my oh, yeah. uh, interests. But uh, yeah, I love pinball podcasts. I don't listen to as much since I'm still working remotely mm-hmm. um, and I hope to continue working remotely forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I love I love all pinball media. I'm, I'm, I'm a lurker at best. I, I don't contribute a lot. So, I mean, I'm, I'm on Facebook. I love cats on oh, uh, the cats, cats again. and pinballs. Yeah, oh man, give me pinball cats. That is oh. the pinnacle of pinball media is pinball cats. And, you know, I don't have any physical pinball machines. I know, Zach, I actually, let me brag. Can I stop for a minute? Yeah. I'm going to brag because I know, I know you've got a huge, you've got a beautiful collection. Some of these guys out there have amazing collections. Mm-hmm. I have 96 pinball machines. Yeah, I don't know if the listener knew that. 96 96 yeah it's called pinball fx3 (laughs) well it counts Uh, yeah so yeah my my cred just went way down i know that space uh, saver uh, space saver i actually so when covid hit i actually sold i only had two machines at the time i had a deadpool pro and a jurassic park premium so those are legit machines hell yeah Um, they are actually i actually liquidated them pretty quickly at the time while the market was hot and i put all that money into my patio space. I pulled a Ken Cromwell and, uh, you know, sold some machines. You terrified me when you did that, man. You scared me. I was like, Lucas is gone. He's out. It was Nintendo 64 from here on out. (laughs) I was, um, I was actually heavy into Nintendo DS collecting during COVID, but anyway, that's a, that's another topic. Thanks. Golden eye. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was the easiest decision at the time because, I was like, well, I don't want to invite anyone into my house to play. Um, I'm going to get bored just playing, you know, by myself. Yeah, we we liquidated that, put it into the patio. But wow. I think I've got a couple machines coming back. So we're, we're going to rebuild the arcade. We will mm. rebuild and uh, looking forward to that and, <laughs> and getting, getting pinball back in. But it's, it's been good. So we've been swimming a lot this summer. I don't. I don't have the luxury of my own pool. We actually have a pool membership. Well, you, you know, know, we're we're not high rollers. I know we're not some high rollers, of us, but uh, you know, some of us have to climb up a ladder and into the pool. <laughs> 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 now you talked about uh, dumping all of your money off for a porch. That's really sad. It does bring up a story. This last week, I sent a listener a couple shooter rods, stern shooter rods, sting to a, a friend. And said they were delivered, and he was like, "Where, where's the shooter rods?" And I'm like, "It says it was delivered. I don't know." And he was like, Sh- "They're not here." Listener, you know what happened? Ooh. You know what happened, Lucas? I don't know what happened. It appears, listener, that we were plundered by pinball porch pirates. Have you ever heard of them, Lucas? I, I have not. Yeah, ye old porch pirate with Captain Patio <laughs> leading the way. Yeah, it, it, it porch pirates. Got a shooter up. But now, what, what do people want that don't own a pinball machine? What do they do with shooter rods? Not one, but two. Oh, Zach, I, I could tell you oh, probably God. what they're okay. doing, but I don't, right. don't want to. One know, of them was the Avengers. Family friendly show, kind of. The LEDs are RGB. But no, Porch Pirates got me, and they got those shooter rods, and I had to eat the cost. Oh, that sucks. Did he, does he have a ring system or, or something similar where he's able to capture the video? No, no video, no nothing. Mm. Needless to say, okay. when, I, when I ship over there now, oh. I require a signature. 
Yeah. I, I will say this, you know, with maybe there's some remnants of COVID shipping in there. Um, I know I had stuff that said it delivered and then like three days later it would show up. So let's cross our fingers. Maybe Mr. Positivity over here. Yeah. Maybe those shooter rods will come in. Don't worry. I'm, I'm an optimist. I don't want to know where they've been now. <laughs> <laughs> signed, <laughs> signed Captain Patio. Okay. Well, yeah. That I, sucks. It does suck. I did have a proud husband moment though, and then we'll get over to the correspondence here, listener, but a proud pinball husband moment this last week brought tears to my eyes. Oh, it did. <laughs> Captain Patio. Was Captain Patio, that was, I think that was the right choice of a Captain a Pirate name. I think. Yeah, I, th- right, I think that Lucas? works. I think you That's go fitting. there. You can't go Captain Porch because you already mentioned a port. No, Captain Captain <sighs> Deck is a back yeah it's it's too close to uh, now so uh proud husband moment we were sitting outside my lovely wife nicole and i and uh, she she walked out and we weren't even talking about pinball and she says to me listener hey has has anyone ever talked about because she knows that i I talked to some of the manufacturers anybody ever talked about beetlejuice as a pinball theme Ooh, my eyes lit up listener my my heart started beating twice as fast saliva formed in the corners of my mouth i was ready to just jump on this woman yeah you were gonna word vomit all over her yes she did not know what she brought up (laughs) and i said oh my gosh i don't know if she was just appeasing me by trying to talk pinball uh but (laughs) it's a good way to turn me on i was like oh actually yes it has been discussed but uh the no development team was really that interested per chris franchi from uh, george gomez and then he did a translate and it was remarkable it was beautiful and everybody bought it even though it was license infringement but uh, everybody wants a pinball machine themed after beetle but so and she was like shit i definitely shouldn't have asked any of that yeah she she opened the floodgates did you at least show her the translate because it is beautiful like oh, i've shown so nice. i've shown my family that and it's like y'all look at this if if there's a beetlejuice because we like beetlejuice it's like it's not my go-to every day but i, I used to watch it as a kid all the You've time said it twice now um, be careful i'm sorry i won't i will say <laughs> beetle guys ah! I showed her that and she, she agreed. She was like, Oh, this is awesome. It was even brought up on this week's flipping out pinball stream. We had Dwight Sullivan live and stream and somebody asked him about it. And he was like, he took offense to Gina Davis, not being in the art package. He's like, she was, she was, uh, this is my Dwight. Uh, she, she was a star of the show. Uh, I, so, um, uh, Gina, Gina Davis was, was the star. She, she wasn't in there. So, and I was like, yeah, I'm not sure she's the star. She's the star, uh, but the the point of view is from from Gina. She's the no Dwight, no. Well, I guess technically she is. It, it, like I, I can't picture it. I don't have it up right now. Um, it was Alec Baldwin I mean, and her as the deceased, the newly married deceased couple. Winona Ryder, I thought was kind of the main protagonist in that in that film, and then Michael Keaton comes in as the title character. I don't, and Catherine O'Hara, is that her? I think. Mm-hmm. And the one guy that's always Otho. plays a bad guy and things. Well, I mean, technically, and again, I don't have it up, but aren't, aren't they visualized where they're, they've got their creepy masks on where like she pulls her face or something. I mean, yeah, that's so technically, technically Gina Barrett Davis's character. She is there. Okay. Get, get it right. Dwight. Come on, Dwight. Dwight's always wrong. <laughs> so Zach, I, I actually had a proud, pinball uh spouse moment as well so my wife and i were 
we we went on location, like I said, and we played the Mandalorian. Oh, and um, you know, it, I think, and and if you've been in my shoes, you know the feeling. I haven't. What I size think, do you wear? Where do you up to? About <laughs> ten and a half for your little guy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right at a ten and a half. I figured. Um, my wife is into pinball now. I think I've indoctrinated her because she unannounced same kind of thing Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago we were on the road and uh she was like you know what i think i would like these pinball machines in the house wow unprompted and she started to list off and i was like yes yes keep going keep going to the dark side so yeah we we've got uh we've got room for a couple machines here and so she's really into it We, we got to play the mandalorian she did have her her feedback which i love it's it, she's like the ultimate litmus test for yeah. uh, any pinball company like if, if i were the pinball marketing group i would want to have my clipboard and, and just write group. down what what talia says yeah, yeah. And, and and i think she she's saying a lot of what many people are saying she's like well and we've had a jurassic park cr- premium so mm-hmm. keep that in mind she's like well why can't grogu pick up the ball oh. t-rex picked up the ball and i was like fair sounds good pen side yeah then and then she said i don't like the plastic ramps and i was like fair i I could see that too and then what she wanted i think i think some of the pinball listeners out there will get a kick out of that uh she wanted a spring on the razor crest so (laughs) razor crest on a spring well but it's kind of true she's like the razor crest doesn't do anything when you hit it and i i said that's a astute point but uh yeah we've huh. we've played so i have played all the newer sterns i do like that one i think it's a lot of fun mm. verdicts out you know if i'd want to add it to the collection or not but uh so that's that's where we ended zach uh we had a good time playing mandalorian played all the other new stuff out there and uh, looking about, forward to getting out and playing more pinball we're gonna dive into that because i want to know more about your thoughts uh, after playing mandalorian uh, as well as talia's thoughts uh, regarding that game and and other games too but let's kick it over to the correspondents and see what type of news they have drummed up for us. It's time for TPN Industry News. Hi, and welcome to this week's SHIT update with Dr. John on the Pinball Show. So this update is all about Spooky. They've been releasing some teasers on their socials, including a shot on their Facebook page of the underside of the new game's playfield. There's been much conjecture on what it could be, with even Zach Many having a dabble into the reverse side of the playfield, looking at where many playfields, and we know there's more than one, and ramps could possibly be placed. Charlie and Bug also released a update on their YouTube channel with details of the next game. Everything except the title, of course. Three different versions of the game that you can order this time, as opposed to the previous games where you could custom build what you wanted. The three editions are called Standard, Bloodsuckers and Collectors. The Bloodsuckers will include Speaker Light Kit, Shaker Motor, Knocker, etc. And the Collectors Edition will have, as promised, a ton of extra goodies and this will remain at under $10,000 US. They also explained the fan supply will be much quieter. There are no IDC connectors, only Molex. They have easy slides on the playfield as per other games so that you don't drop the playfield in the cabinet and it makes it easy to take out and put in. Felt leg protectors, three times the number of staff on quality control, which is welcomed. 
and importantly they've gone back to a new version of the Pinhack board rather than the P-Rock system. They say this is much more reliable and easier to wire. To be said, the new game definitely has two upper playfields, so it should be interesting to see and a little birdies told me there will be another video coming out next week with possibly a title reveal. There's new bushings available for those with Rick and Morty. If you contact Spooky, they'll be sending them out to customers to reduce that flipper height off the playfield. Exciting times in the shit world. Anyway, we'll catch you all next week. See you then. Hey, this is Kaz with a quick American Pinball update. I read recently that Game 4 would be at the Southern Fried Gaming Expo in August, so I reached out to Michael Grant for some more information, and he informed me that Game 4 was not supposed to be published on their website and has not been confirmed by American Pinball to be at that show. There was a miscommunication, and the listing has been removed. The team is hard at work on the new game and will release more info on Game 4 very soon. And there have been many rumors about the new title. Will it be Legends of Valhalla, Sherlock Holmes? We will have to just wait and see. I hope everybody has a great week and has fun playing pinball. For The Pinball Show, this is Brian Cosner. Hello and welcome to The Pinball Show's Stern News Update. I'm Craig Bobby. Well, parts shortages certainly seem to be the way for all pinball manufacturers these days, including the world's largest pinball manufacturer. Yes, delays, delays, and more delays seem to be on the horizon for Stern and all manufacturers of the silver ball as parts shortages on everything from plastics, processors, wires, switches, you name it. If you've ordered a pinball machine in the last year, there's been some serious, serious delays, which hopefully will not get worse before they get better. For those who recently purchased an Avengers Infinity Quest Infinity Gem shooter rod from Stern and discovered that your ball plunges now felt more like a limp ball plunge found on all new GNR machines, have no fear, a simple $1 higher tension red spring replacement from Stern will have your gem shooter rod back to normal and feeling more like the mighty Thanos in no time. And lastly, exciting news for those who subscribe to the TPN Podcast Catcher, and seriously, who doesn't? Stay tuned for a real treat as TPN's own Joel Engelberth from Just Another Pinball Podcast is interviewing none other than Stern Pinball's Executive Vice President and Chief Creative Officer, George Gomez. In this week's episode, Joel will dig deep into Gomez's brain on the creation of the pinball classic Deadpool, as well as what it's like to be at the helm of the world's largest and most productive pinball manufacturer. Well, that's all for this week. For The Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. Not a lot of news this week, so I thought I'd do a little market research to compare Jersey Jack's numbers to some of their competitors. Although these pinball companies are very tight-lipped when it comes to sales numbers, I thought I could look at their social media numbers to determine how popular these companies are. Using Instagram followers as a proxy for popularity, Jersey Jack Pinball sits at 14.3 thousand followers as of today. How does that compare to some of their competitors? Well, Spooky Pinball has far fewer followers, sitting at just over 2,200. This makes sense as they're a smaller company with lower production runs. Where does the giant of the pinball industry, Stern Pinball, sit? Well, they currently have just over 44,000 followers. 
which is just over three times what Jersey Jack Pinball has. I'll continue to follow these numbers periodically just to see how all of the companies stand and to see if Jersey Jack makes up some ground against the behemoth Stern. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg. Matt Morrison here with your Chicago Gaming Company update for the week. I haven't had much to report recently, yet I'm starting to get inundated with messages asking about rumors and excitement involving Cactus Canyon Remake. It seems if there was ever a time to release this game, it would have been in the first quarter of 2021, I would have thought, but as CGC's luck would have it, the continued shortage of pinball machines and skyrocketing demand as prospecting buyers now setting their sights even more on the next remake, especially now that the first three CGC LEs are going well over 10K in some instances. I expect this next release to sell out very quickly, but for some buyers, it all depends on one factor. Will the code be finished? This is the central theme people keep asking me, and the answer is, I don't know. Some people are starting to speculate a Fathom situation where there'll be two versions selectable when you start the game. If you were hoping for the Cactus Canyon continue code that Eric Pripke worked on, I wouldn't hold my breath. Eric stated previously that CGC reached out about Cactus Canyon, but when he followed up to see what they were inquiring about, CGC ghosted him. I reached out to Eric on Pinside some time ago with no response. Hopefully all will be answered sooner than later. If you just have to have more Cactus Canyon content, check out my interview with artist John Yowsey. We talk about Cactus Canyon briefly and a lot of other John's work in pinball. That does it for this week. Back to you guys. All right, we have a big news week when it comes to spooky pinball. I think we're going to see and hear a lot of things spooky this week, listener. Until then, we're going to dive into the YouTube video Bug and Charlie created last week here and teased some of the stuff coming from this company. They announced three models for their next game, a standard edition, a Bloodsuckers edition like we were accustomed to for Rick and Morty, and they are adding a trim level, the Collector's Edition. Now, listener, specifics on these models or these trim levels, basically, there's no more a la carte options. I was waiting for that because that that just takes way too much time. uh, Whenever machines are rolling down the line, you have to specify, well, this one's got the art plays, this one doesn't. No. So they're doing away with those. The standard editions have few to no add-ons at all. Um, So that's your basic classic standard edition pinball machine the blood suckers that middle level now feels like a premium where you get mostly all of the add-ons and then the collector's edition comes in you get all of the add-ons plus quote-unquote bonus features and one of the big draws for this collector's edition from spooky pinball is that it will be under ten thousand dollars that sounds like a big draw but most people outside of pinball would be like oh whoopty freaking do thanks for a $10,000 pinball machine. <laughs> Lucas, what do you think about Spooky Pinball's decision to go three-tier model like many others in the industry? I think it's smart. I mean, the only way that that we've seen some of these companies win is with standardization. Mm-hmm. And look, you, you standardize and you, you duplicate, and then you can delegate it to the rest of the team. So if, if they can standardize on that, and if I'm sure they were seeing probably, I'm, I'm making... An assumption here they were probably seeing some very similar orders come through sure on, sure. on uh, rick and Mort- morty where they're like well look everyone's just ordering uh the butter cab and i, I don't even know what all the accessories they mm-hmm. had so it, it it makes a lot of sense and as as they're trying to grow uh you can't help but love these guys right i i i've not look here's another thing another tick off my list of pinball cred 
um, to put me in the dumpster. I've not even played a spooky game yet just because oh, wow. they're not around me. Yeah, I've never played one, but okay. I can't. I, I want to go to Benton, Wisconsin, which I've never even heard of before because I, I think the pinball community is just in love with this company because mm-hmm. they they and some other companies do it right. And, you know, the, the older I get, I just learned that life is all about setting and managing expectations and oh, wow. they, they did it right here they set the expectation that they were going to make all of these games in 18 months and as a pinball company or as a person in general you can either meet break or exceed that expectation and they blew it out of the water mm-hmm. right with covid they they beat our expectations so what does that do they level up in our book so um i would love to support them in the future yeah you're like an old sage over there you're becoming wise, you. wise in your years. I think it's wizened. A, yes. A whiz. <laughs> you just went down a couple of rungs. <laughs> I think it's smart as well because of exactly what you're saying. Standardization. That way, if they know that they're going to do this many models of this, this many models of this, then they can order those parts and, and be prepped to do those. They can also do different runs between these trim levels and have a little bit more organization uh, on shipping and whatnot for uh, direct sales or for dealer stuff. They also had some upgrades overall. They talked about an upgraded power supply. No more noisy noise. Noisy. I think they said that. Noisy noise, or I'm saying that. They are going back to an updated PIN-HEC board system rather than that P3, uh, P-ROCK board system. And I think maybe that saves them some money as well. They do have new custom-staged flipper switches, which people were calling for. There were some issues with lack of EOS or EOS not functioning in the old ones. No more IDC connectors. No, no, no. You, you'll not see any more mozzarella string cheese glue under your play field of a spooky pinball. There are now Molex connectors everywhere, thankfully. You also get felt metal leg protectors on all models. Yay! Service outlet is easier to access. Yippee. And from Back Alley Creations, easy slides will be going into these games. That is nice. For those of you not familiar you can purchase them for your Stern games or Jersey Jack or whatever games they're capable of. But uh, Back Alley Creations made easy slides. And you know that big fakonk uh, at the end, right when you're pulling up or out of a play field, there's a big fakonk. So it, it it's is scary. Yeah, fakonk free. So you don't fakonk it, you just sukonk it. So fakonk bad, sukonk better. <laughs> you don't, you don't what? Can you, can you hit that again? <laughs> yeah, bad, down with the fakonk, up with the sukonk. Yeah. That was really stupid, listener. Sorry. There are new flipper mechanisms and bushings as well, and their supervisory staff has tripled to emphasize additional quality control. And that was always kind of a, a critique that Spooky would get. Sure, we love them. Sure, their their playfields are great, but quality control sometimes uh, is less than can be desired. They are moving into a new building very shortly, and on their next title, they talked about taking quote a very different path on the design for it going on to say that it is quote stacked and loaded up to the glass end quote with multiple upper play fields or upper upper play fields hashtag stacked and loaded what the hell does that mean lucas i don't know but it sounds awesome uh, yeah. again their transparency is fantastic I don't know. I, you know, I know we've seen some pictures, right? Too. They, they showed us the underside oh. of the play field. Yes. This um, last week, spooky pinball lifted up their top and they flashed us with curiosity. Ooh, they, yeah, they showed us the underside of that play field. Boom, boom. Did you like what you've seen? 
I, I, dude, I have no idea what the hell I'm looking at. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I know I, I did see a rendering. I think someone on Pinside rendered, sure. which a sure. congratulations, sir. B, you have way too much time on mm-hmm. your hands. Um, like actually 3D rendered their conceptualization of what this could look like. And I think what there's there's subways. There's a lot of subways. So the balls. Yeah going to be going from different place to different place. And I mean, I can't imagine, I, I just feel, I get this sense of like this cascading waterfall of pinball, like starting from the top back and coming down, which oh, sounds fantastic. Like Maybe a layer like 3D puzzle. Circus. Have you ever seen this? Yeah. Like, yeah, the Puzz 3D, uh-huh. they're going up. Yeah. They got different decks and stuff there. I think uh, as we're looking at this, I've got, I've got a picture. You're probably looking at the same one, Lucas. Um, of that rendering that the pin sider did shout out to them. There's a couple people that did that saved me time. Cause I was starting that project of filling in where the inserts would go and the mechs mm. and somebody already did it. So I took their picture and I flipped it and I flopped it so that it was oriented. Um, so I believe if you're looking at the same picture, I am Lucas, this is what it would be like looking straight down at the machine now. And this is visual. So we'll be short on this, but we see a three bank, looks like a three bank drop target main play field right in the middle of the, the game. Eh, I'm questioning that because sometimes I don't like a three bank right there. I like stranger things. Do I need any more? Um, but that maybe that's an entrance because there's inserts behind it. Maybe that's an entrance to an upper play field. I don't see much on this lower play field. I see a lot of lights, a shitload of lights. But like the um, we have a cutout of an upper play field which tells me, listener, that very likely you're not going to have much access to that side of the play field whenever they cut the entirety of it out. So we're not playing there on the main play field. We're just playing to the left. Maybe an orbit as you're shooting. Uh, the shooter lane goes into looks like an orbit fashion. It might 180, but uh, you may get an orbit out of that. But the primary play field is a bunch of LEDs. I don't even see a lot of targets. Definitely no drop targets. Um, we see a three-bank. And a lot of a lot of left play. You're also going to see three holes in the play field that are going to go to a uh, uh, subway. Now, this subway, I'm guessing that there's not going to be three entrances on the main play field to a subway system. I don't think that would be a good idea. I think this is going to be a pass through from an upper play field. So we're going to have a two story drop to a subway. Does that make sense, Lucas? Uh, that'd be really cool. Uh, in in my head, and I know this will not be the case, and if it is, I'll, I will join the fan club right away. It sounds like it would be an amazing Super Mario Brothers game where you're going through the pipes oh, and the pipe yeah. takes you from the top to the bottom and you warp over here to the red pipe and the blue pipe and the green pipe mm-hmm. and oh my God. That is, that is one of my themes that it's like oh, if there's a Nintendo theme, give it to me now. Don't care. You know, I have to play every single game uh, to see if it's something that I would, would want to add, but mm-hmm. that would be really cool if, if there was a warp pipe from three levels up and it takes you better have your raccoon bodysuit. Mm, I do. That'd be a cool upgrade on that game if you could play and you get the different suits and it does different things. <gasps> That'd be awesome. Yeah, fire but balls. no, for real, if if the ball is traveling from a either multiple upper upper play fields down to the main play field or vice versa. Like, I don't know how you'd make it go vice versa with gravity. That would take a lot of power, but, uh, no, John Papa Duke does it all the time. It's fine. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That worked out well. I'm also seeing, as I'm looking at this play field, we get, we get some mechs that we can't really identify. looks like a, a flipper on the upper play field that, that, uh, subset play field that's cut out. You get an upper flipper, you get a 
drop target up there. You get another mech that controls something up there. But if I'm seeing a flipper up there, I'm seeing holes across it. I'm thinking maybe maybe you take a swing on that flipper to one of those one of those subway holes. We also have a subway to the right of the game. That one looks like there's a scoop down on the main play field, so you'll be able to hit a scoop there that goes into the subway. Both subways lead to the end lanes, like a wire form ramp would on the top side. But in the upside down, there are two mechanisms that are 3D printed and that have servo motors on them that have scared the shit out of the entire hobbyist community. How is that? Those servo motors just are not always reliable. Uh, People gotcha. And I see Stern using them more. I see Jersey Jack using them more. I think the, the manufacturers feel like they're progressing in their design and their durability. But as consumers, we get a little scared. And especially if they're being used a lot right there. As a newer uh, hobbyist, that's one of the biggest things that I look for is just reliability. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, look, I have recapped monitors and done enough board work. Oh, well, shit. And, you've done, I mean, you've minor, done board work, minor board work, like Recap soldering monitors. things onto things. I've recapped some monitors. And you yeah, didn't die. I was doing my, so you're good. I didn't die. I was scared to shit that I was <laughs> going to blow something up. The first, the first time you discharge a monitor, get ready to you know have your life insurance mm-hmm. policy. It's really not scary. The more time you know, if after you do it a couple times, but yeah, that that's scary shit. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm technical enough, but I'm at the point too in my life where I don't want to deal with that. I'd, I'd rather buy a new game play the the piss out of yeah. it and sell it uh you know and not lose a ton of money and, and move on to something else i i i don't have a lot of nostalgia for the older yeah hold your ears pinball Uh-oh. land i don't have a lot of nostalgia for the older games because i don't remember playing them <gasps> I, I remember seeing them in the arcade but i mean i was on ninja turtles and x-men and you know i was i was more on the arcade side as a kid i would play pinball sure but i can't remember if you said, what's one pinball machine that you remember playing distinctively as a kid? And I, I honestly have no idea. So I like some of the old games. Lethal Weapon, Demolition Man, and Terminator 2 are coming to storm your castle right now. I, I guess. Wow. I, I have played. I Yes, I Lethal Weapon. Ter- I have played all those. Demolition Man and Terminator but, 2. That's like what everybody grew up in the 90s with. Yeah, but I, I, again, I, I guess it's where where I am. There just there was never a ton of pinball to be found, and uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, I just I remember playing the arcade games. So that's why I, I don't have a lot of that background that so many of you yeah. do. I don't know what this. They said it's going to be unique. It says it's going to be different, stacked and loaded. They keep saying so. I feel like that's coming from the the property that they are utilizing. We don't know what the theme is. Some are speculating that it's Halloween, uh, the horror series. Some are speculating it's Nightmare on Elm Street, which I'm going back and watching now, and I love. Some are speculating. Oh, I don't do. I don't do horror themes. Yeah, uh, like that. That's. <laughs> that's. I'm a big scaredy cat. Yeah, I'm. I'm a big scaredy cat. No. No shame. Okay. Um, so if it's a horror theme, I'm likely out. I'll play any pinball machine. I don't care. And for that reason, Thunderbirds. I'm out. But um, yeah. But but. But would it be something I would add to my house? No. Stranger Things is it, to me is not horror, but uh, I do like that theme. It's more but sci-fi. That fell flat. Yeah, it's more sci-fi. Fell flat. Yeah, it oh. fell flat. Uh, we. <laughs> you can take this out if you want, but we. I was really looking forward to it when they when they said Stranger Things and Brian Eddie. Yes. Um, 
and and my family and I binged watch Stranger Things. We we love the series. We can't wait for the next part, mm-hmm. but it just didn't capture the whimsy of the show. Yeah. Like I, I think it needed a little bit more of the feel good eighties kind of comedic goonies, bits. Yeah. yeah, the goon it needed a little bit more goonies. And less alien. And it just took it a little dark and um like I, I don't mind it it actually shoots okay, but I don't know. It's I do want to revisit it because when we played it it was the first code. So oh, I didn't okay. see a lot Did you play of the, the stuff, pro or the premium. The pro. The uh, the premium looks like hot garbage to me. Oh. Yeah. So next time you're up in southern Indiana, I, I, stop by and I'll give you an experience you've never uh you've never had before. I, look, on I, I would really love to play it now with the fresh code with the uh, and this was, be, you know, I played it before they had made any mention of the um, UV playfield art and the mm-hmm. UV kit. And uh, look, I no doubt if you've got your Stranger Things LE or premium decked out mm. and you've added even your what's that material that you can change on oh, like on your silver, projection mapping. Yeah, yeah. I forget what it's called. It's like dark quest. Dark or matter. Like that. Yeah. Dark matter. So to where you really Suck make that, that projection in. mapping pop. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I play with the lights on usually, oh, so I, that, that would have gotten wild. <laughs> I know. I'm wearing, I'm wearing socks and I'm playing with the lights on, so um, take it for what it is. In socks with the lights on. Oh. <laughs> That's rough. It's kinky, but it's rough. All right. We'll get back to spooky pinball here. Listener, what I think we're going to get here, it's going to be a risky. I'm worried about this one. It's going to be a risky layout and design we do know that it is a very collaborative effort on this design uh, and uh, i believe first time designer i always think sputnik but it's bunyip david van s is is leading this design i believe we know it's a license. he's the australian guy that they mm-hmm. they turn texas does, yeah 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 all he turned texas turned bentonian but we know that he is he's prolific in animation and I think he probably helped on on other designed elements in their games as well, like Alice Cooper. But uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get a lot from him. We'll see what his style is over the over a couple of releases. But with this one, I think we're gonna get, for better or worse, we're gonna get split level Bally Williams '80s stuff. I I just think that that's what we're gonna get. We're gonna get that split level where it's gonna very much feel like that main play field isn't used much. And, the, and mm. the, the, the task is to get to the upper play field. But the 2021 element, you put a play field on top of a play field, yo. So you're going to get two stacked uh, play fields up there. And they're going to be very large, if I were to guess. And I think they're going to, if you didn't like Popeye uh, impeding the vision or uh, Alice Cooper, you're going to get a lot more of that, if I'm guessing here. Could be completely wrong, but after studying this play field, that is what I am seeing. I don't know what necessarily this design lends itself to theme-wise because the main inserts tell, uh, tell a story. They have their, my OCD kind of kicks in and they're not really even, um, which kills me. But there is a pattern to them. You've got a main mode. Then you've got three little steps that are all the same size as the next three little steps. But in between those steps is another main mode centered it uh, looks like maybe boss battles here. Progress, 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 boss, progress, 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 boss. Uh, mini wizard mode, final wizard mode as you're going up to that three bank. 
I don't know what it is. I'd, mm. I'd love to have a Halloween. I'd really love to have a nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, really, that that is a that's probably yeah, it's one of my top three, top four horror themed films. I, I think they're really close. I know Charlie was teasing something else on Facebook that it's going to be a big week for Spooky. Sure. So we will have to wait and see. Mm. But I. I like to play it like Christmas. I just want to be surprised. I, I don't spend a lot of time analyzing the mechanisms. A, I don't know what a lot of them do, but it's just fun to wake up and, and see, talk about yeah. the excitement of seeing the new thing and you know everything that revolves around that. It's it's like Christmas. Sure. And so I, I'm, I'm going to wait for Christmas and uh, hopefully be blown away by it. And who knows, maybe want one. But if it's a horror theme, like I said, I'm out. It might just be another bunny suit. You may not get that red rider. I, I don't know. This is interesting. And I love these types of teases. I think it's a smart, smart type of tease here, but I think this is going to be a risk in design. We'll see. And I like funky designs. I love radical. I love, and keep in mind that one of Charlie and their whole inside joke thing up there is swords of fury. And that's a funky, funky designed game. So I think they're going to take a risk here. We'll see if it pays off. Maybe we'll see it this week. We generally will have, from them, we'll have a title announcement, maybe a, a short you know, homemade video that they do of it. Uh, we'll get a Jack Danger stream of it, likely. And then probably, if I had to guess, a super awesome pinball show podcast uh, about it. So I think that's, that's what we'll see maybe this week into next. Stern Pinball in the news. Craig Bobby's reporting more parts delays, so... Things getting bumped a little bit here and there. They're still shipping stuff, so I'm not as concerned about that because I'm still seeing accessories coming. I'm still seeing games shipping. Of course, I'd like it to be more and quicker, but it is what it is. So would I. <laughs> I mean, regardless of the delays, I do think, listener, we're going to see some domestic Mandalorian LEs start shipping this week. Hot damn, my baby's coming home. So you're, you're, you've got one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got to figure mm-hmm. out how I'm going to unbox nice. it. And as we were talking about before, Dwight Sullivan visited the Flippin' Out Pinball stream live at Studio B this past week with Steve Beatty, Burrito Bill Webb, and Courtney Bowman to chat about and play the Mandalorian pinball machine. You'll have to go back, watch that. I think it's uh, it's on VOD now as you're hearing this. So go to Flippin' Out YouTube. You can watch it there. But Dwight spoke about, he spoke about a couple things. Go listen there because there's a lot of stuff. I couldn't, couldn't jot it all down for this. One of the things that I thought was cool, he really is about moments and and uh, Dwight shows and and all of that he talked about the push for having all of those flasher domes red with Brian Eddy he was like I really want them all red that way he can portray a lot of tone and mood through the use of bright red alert alert type of lighting just like precious cargo that's like a wizard mode after you complete all the multi balls he talked about that he talked about wanting to make the player stop and really experiencing what they're about to get themselves into with the storyline. And I love that kind of stuff. Are you a moment maker or a point chaser, Lucas? I actually caught some of that. Oh, oh I'm a moment maker. Like, yeah. Points do not matter to me. Uh, and, and it's arbitrary, right? Like uh, we were playing Turtles, uh, a Ninja Turtles premium on location. And mm-hmm. my wife looked over at me. She's like, God, my score sucks. She had like 49,000. And A, look, we suck. I admit it. We suck. But 
I was like, oh yeah, I've heard that the scoring's way different because then you go over and you play Monster Bash or some or, or Attack, Attack from Mars, from Mars right? and you're billions. 20, 20 million a shot. So mm-hmm. yeah, I actually caught some of that stream. It's it's been fun to to hear Dwight talk about this. I actually I don't get on Twitch a lot, but I actually saw the VOD of is it Joel Engelberth yeah. and, and yeah. Dwight. That was a really good stream because it was just kind of a super casual conversation. I love that. Dwight has added some like RPG elements Absolutely. to this game. So it's fun because you're, you're making money doing tasks and then you go shopping, right? And that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of typical RPG and those give you perks within the game. I can wrap my head around that. I cannot wrap my head around the Avengers yeah, and the risk, the risk reward of, do I want to spend less money, but help myself more now in the immediate, or do I want to bank and save that up, uh, that risk reward of getting larger help later on down your quest? Very RPG. Yeah, that, that speaks to me way more than uh, the stern Star Wars uh, code. <gasps> so again. yeah, I know that's, I said it. Don't, don't, don't give me that game. I know, but I, I look, I have to call out Bill Webb. Uh-oh. I caught this part and he was, he was blaming this family cold in the past two <laughs> weeks on not watching the Mandalorian and even Dwight called him out. He's like, dude, the Mandalorian has been out for two years and Bill's like, Oh yeah, well I just haven't watched it yet. So Bill oh calling you gosh. out, man. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's a lame excuse, but I was thinking the same, but I'm thing. glad you're feeling better, but no, yeah. Did I, was it, I think Bill's not seen star Wars trilogy at all. No, I swear. No. No, I, it's come on. I, it makes me question him as a person, but yeah, hasn't, hasn't uh, seen it. Dwight did talk about being in the design phase of his next game already. wonder what it will be. Yeah. He was busting chops about me and my love for pinball, my love for Popeye pinball machine. But by the end of the stream, Lucas, he came around and he and I will be streaming live together with the group up there at the flipping out studio B and we're going to stream Popeye. So we're going to be playing that and we're going to be eating Popeyes. Oh, get out. That's, yep. that's going to be fun. Follow, I'll, like, I'll tune subscribe, twitch.tv slash flipping out pinball. If you want to see Dwight get schooled on some Ousler Popeye. And he was, did you know Dwight's a big Bond, Bond film guy? I did not. I, I, I like Bond, but I'm not super into Bond. I'm actually a few films not into behind on the no Bond. Eh. Okay. <laughs> Just with my socks and, no. uh, you know, and the lights on. <laughs> Uh, mind me of a Bo Burnham a genius PC he does with the sock and his latest. Oh, we'll talk about that more later. Dwight believes that Skyfall, a very modern Bond film, was the best one yet. Skyfall. I, yeah, I didn't. I've see not. It. Se- I've not <laughs> seen all of Bond films, especially the old ones. It's kind of like pinball, where it's like EMs are f- fun, I guess, because there's nothing else to play. But now that there's cool Bond films, see, I'm with you, Dwight. Skyfall is probably my favorite Bond film as well of the ones I've seen. Again, I haven't seen the old classics uh, with John Wayne or whoever the hell was in those stupid things. John Wayne. <laughs> Sometimes I like oh, pissing God. off the audience. <laughs> oh, John Wayne. God, John Wayne is Bond. That I, I'm picturing it in some ways. If he if he could have done a British accent, like. John Wayne actually probably would have made a pretty striking bond because he was a big guy. Shake and um, not stirred there, Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. John Wayne. John Wayne. Yeah. That's a, a deeper cut there. Uh, I called into the show. I gave away some stuff. I got topper blocked by Dwight. That's now a thing. Hashtag topper blocked. 
I was able to create a new media segment with Dwight that he was not aware of that I sprung on him and he did fantastic. A new segment I called, what am I doing and why do I care? Uh, the challenge was, and you guys will get a, a take a lot of this. I challenged Dwight to tell me the basic rule set of Mandalorian, which he coded in 30 seconds. I set a timer and I said, you've got 30 seconds. If you can get the basis of the vision here on, on what the player needs to do in 30 seconds, I will give away a stern dust cover mat. And he was able to do it. Nailed it. That's oh. the kind of tutorials that I want, uh, especially on like reveal stuff. Just give me a basic, yeah. where's my journey? Give me the map. You don't have to tell me what I'm going to, uh, what I'm going to see on the way. That kind of I think they could easily code that in. I mean, when you, when you're walking up to a stern and you're seeing the, uh, slideshow for lack of a better mm -hmm. term, uh, of, you know, here are the rules. They could easily kind of code that in or, what? or show the player, uh, Hey, if if you hit this button and this button, uh, we'll give you a quick tutorial video. And, and oh, if it's yeah. 30 seconds, that's great. I mean, the tutorial videos, and I think, uh, doesn't Carl D'Angelo do those? Yeah, and they do, yeah, They're fantastic. They do but I, I think if you actually had like a quick little adding some audio to it to be like, you you are Mandalorian yes. and here's your goal. Uh, that's a not hard. And, and I know they can do that. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Just if you hold both flipper buttons in or something that's more casual because you get to do casual. Maybe the first, you know what? I would say if a game is started with the action button, because fucking that's what noobs do. If so, if the game is started with the action button, a 20 second guy, and you can flip through it, but a guy comes up and yeah, says, you skip it. Welcome to the world of the Mandalorian. You are here to X what you're going to do. And then the, like the inserts on the play field light up and that's it. That's the only thing that lights up on the whole damn play field. Uh, these are your multi balls. Hit them by hitting these arrows up the middle, and then make the play field show those arrows light up. This is the encounter. This is the upper play field. Get through that to get to this wizard mode. And these are your modes. Hit both ramps once in the scoop to start a mode. Complete five to the wizard mode. Good luck, Mando. Or boom, and then it goes boom, boom. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you. I, yeah. My again, using my wife as is the litmus test for pinball we're just flailing like both of us are just flailing when we come up to the machine on a new one, especially Avengers. Like again, God bless. It's fun to shoot, but like, I still have no idea. And I've, I've put, a I don't games either on it. What, what the hell I get the, you know, it's kind of like Deadpool where, okay, I'm shooting the heroes to build that up, but for what, why, mm -hmm. why do I care? I am Iron Man. No, you're not. That doesn't sound like Iron <laughs> no, Man to me. You certainly uh, <laughs> are not. You are far from that. So, yeah, if, if if they could figure out a way to to easily and and you know there'd be there definitely have to be some consideration on how you sure. do that and of course the uh, the hardcore pinheads would be like well I don't want to, you know, I don't want to even have to touch a button to yeah to, some way to skip that easily but I know that would help you know as as I get more games in the house and you've got a friend over and they don't know what the hell they're doing right mm -hmm. they they hardly know that pinball exists anymore and you say hey here you go. It's your first time. I'm going to hit this, watch this quick little thing that their enjoyment level will go up, you know, tenfold yeah. knowing a basic understanding of, Oh, here's why I'm trying to keep the ball. Yes. I suck and I'm flailing and, and just trying to keep the ball in play, but Oh, there is a deeper understanding of what I'm trying to do here. Absolutely. And when I play video games, Lucas, I'm the kind of guy when I first play a video game, you better not skip through those intro montages. Like that's the, those cut sequences. Those are like my favorite parts of the game because it pulls you into the storyline before you begin your quest. So 
I don't know if you're a, or do you push through those? I'll figure out the rules myself or the storyline myself. Oh, the first time. No, that's what video games do well is, yeah. is they guide you along and, and you have a tutorial section and, you know, sure. Of course you've played multiple as uh, a shooting video game, right? You've played multiple shooters. You know how to aim the stick and do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's the way that they lead you through the story and the best ones, right? Actually, wrap the story around that tutorial moment where you're experiencing something. I'm thinking of Bioshock. If anyone's played Bioshock, that's one of my favorite video games. You're, you're thrown into this creepy world and you pick up a wrench and the game is telling you what to do with the wrench. And then it throws you into a scenario where you use the wrench and then you get this plasma that gives you an electric power. And it says, Hey, you know, use your plasma on this door to open the door and you can use it on bad guys. So it's, it's weaving the story mm-hmm. into the tutorial. If they can kind of figure out how to do that, your enjoyment level is going to be way higher in the end. And you're probably going to keep more noobs playing pinball longer because they're going to see that there's, Oh, there is a, you know, a, a different way to do this or, or even having some kind of, I, I know. And I think P3 multimorphic does this. I, I've never played one, but they have like tutorial modes, right. Or, 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 you, like practice yeah. mode, right? Is Am I making that up? No, I believe they have that. And they have like a safe progress mode, which I think is really smart. So you can yeah, so if, if they can do that and, and wrap that tutorial in, you know, starting with a video thing that's skippable, that's an easy win. But, you know, if, if, if that's a thing, and they probably won't do it because they're making so much money as it is. I like that tutorial idea because it reminds, it reminds me of uh, when you talked about Bioshock, it reminded me of first time, I played, I think it was Silent Hill where they force you into like this dream montage where you're kind of getting your bearings. Mm. You, you know how to move around and function. It's a tutorial, but it doesn't tell you that you're, you're learning and it's set up to make you fail because you will get cornered and you will get killed and you're like, this game sucks, but then it's clever and it makes the main character wake up from a dream and then boom, right. there you go. Yeah. So I, I love that kind of idea. I love it. I think uh, pinball machines are going to progress more towards that gaming aspect in the future. At least I hope so with game saving uh, tutorials moments. Yeah. I want to, I want to be. Yeah, and, and, and what I, I will say from, from what I've seen of Dwight uh, and again, me not knowing anything really about designers or coders and, and but I know I don't like star Wars, but I, I love That's the Dwight. concept that he introduced with, with teenage mutant Ninja turtles, like great co-op that makes yeah. sense to me because I used to play co-op turtles and, and Stern and other companies adding and weaving some of those. Great. I want a, a quick and easy mode like Jurassic Park where I just jump into the game mm-hmm. and try to escape the island and show someone, hey, you want to see what this game can really do? Let me show it to you really Half quickly. Shell this challenge is like the end turtles. of the game. There's, there's a bunch I haven't played Half Shell Challenge, but, but the same thing. And, and with Mandalorian, doing something cool and different and unique that you don't always want to jump into it, but like impossible mode seems really neat, mm-hmm. right? Like if I'm better than my, my kids, they don't want to sit there and like, all right, dad, like get off the game. You're, you're better than us. We get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think adding those things is awesome. I think a lot of times Dwight Sullivan gets some criticism from the community about some of the risks that he does take, but I can tell you as creative as his mind is and as, much of an enthusiast for just games in general, whether it be board games or, or mobile game. He's just a big fan of gaming and rules and stuff. He's the perfect person for this. He, to me, he is a pioneer of pinball coding. You may not always like the, his balance. You may not always like some of his cut sequences or 
he's making you do a breadth of different things or tasks that get in your way. But I really truly think he is a, a true pioneer and what we will see pinball progress to uh, for decades to come. Yeah, I, I agree. I like where he's definitely going. What I've seen with Turtles and now Mando, I'm really, because I think he gets that, right? Mm-hmm. And he is pushing the envelope a little bit towards like, hey, this newer generation of, of pinball players coming in, they're video gamers, right? They've they've grown up with these things, and now we've got to introduce them to pinball. How do we mm-hmm. make that transition to them so they say, oh, wow, this is like an RPG element. I love RPGs. I like this pinball machine. So, yeah, props. Yeah, and I like how Stern, each and every year, it feels like now they have these base camps of these different developmental teams that give you different flavors for different things. Elwin, you're going to get a really good competitive base. So, you know, at least once a year, those competitive players are going to lick their chops for an, a Keith Elwin game. And then you got Sullivan coming in. I know, uh, I know Dwight would love to be, you know, the competitive people like those deep. And he codes that. He codes it for everybody, but he's that moment maker. And he, he tells, tells that quest and, and you go through the journey. So a lot of cool stuff coming. Speaking of cool stuff coming, I love toppers. You know that, right? I do know that. Listeners know that. <sighs> Once a long time ago, I was proclaimed the Topper King. You're not anymore? Surveyor of all the land. I, I did a good job, I think, as the Topper King. I still am. I, I still I am. think you definitely drove up prices. So, <gasps> yeah, good job. <laughs> I was the ambassador of pinball accessories and toppers. And a newcomer emerges from the land of toppers and accessories. A special congratulation to young squire Jack Danger of Deadflip. This last week, Jack Danger announced on social media that although late to the party, he will soon be doing the topper accessory reveals for Stern Pinball. And we're going to see them on the Deadflip streaming channel, the announcements. And I'm being very transparent here, listener. You guys know how much I love toppers and accessories. This one makes me jealous. Like that, that is, that would be the dream job. So congratulations. I'm looking forward to seeing every Stern topper and accessory uh, come out of that factory. But now they're, they're uh, putting more weight to these. They're going to have topper reveals on the Dead Flip channel. Cool. Uh, I'm not a topper guy. Oh, I, I, I like them. Three. But Jeez. no, I mean, like, no, they're, they're cool. But for the, the money that I could spend on that, I, I just don't, uh, I don't see the value. But I know... I know Jersey. Look, I'll give Jersey Jack props. They didn't. They recently release one. It was they like one ninety nine. One ninety nine uh, for, for like that's cool. I, I come down for one ninety nine. Okay. Give me a Deadpool topper with you know the the dumb little thumb that goes back and forth for one ninety nine. I'll buy it all day. But um, you know, don't come back at me with with another six hundred and fifty bucks after I've spent six thousand dollars. So hashtag overrated. To, to just add it to the top. Overpriced. I think so. Okay. Overpriced. I got Not you. overrated. I mean, I, th- I think they are cool. And I think aesthetically, they definitely do add a lot to your game. If you're, you know, especially if you're adding art blades and, and some of the, the cooler things uh, to make your game pop. But uh, no, not for the price. Not for me. Well, speaking of Jersey Jank Pinball, they just opened up their online store, pinballwizard.com. Man. That's a good URL. Kudos. <laughs> Props to whoever yeah. got that. Kudos to the, uh, I know who it is, but I don't know if they want me to say, but uh, kudos to whoever got that domain name, pinballwizard.com. That was available? Wow. 
They're going to be selling accessories and merchandise, as uh, as Lucas alluded to, that $199 topper there direct uh, here in the coming weeks. They still said they're aiming for the end of August into September for the start of that GNR topper production, likely with an announcement of our blades coming soon as well. And speaking of new, Multimorphic has something new. It's called Silver Falls. Sounds like a geriatric porno to me. God. <laughs> No, I, I I did see this. I, I um, sorry, listen. I'm, I'm, it, it's it's what it's Nick Baldridge, one of the co-creators of the Coin Op Carnival, yeah. and his ten-year-old daughter. So how cool is that? Uh, look, I've not played a multimorphic. It is interesting to me, but I think that's really cool that he had a collaborative experience with his daughter. And I and I saw too that Scott Denisi is doing music for mm-hmm. it. He was also responsible for doing Ranger in the Ruins. I believe last year. And these are little mini games. They're not like the biggest, most complex, graphically enhanced complex games, but they're kind of like, uh, I think they're like 150 bucks. So it's just another fun way to play multimorphic where you don't have to buy a five, $6,000 pinball machine, pay 150 bucks. Boom. You got another game. This one works off of the heist play field. Like I'm trying to think what you're doing. You choose an avatar, you improve your home by spending pin bucks in a shop. Once your needs are met, you can exit, move to the next room, get a new job, get a new home. But yeah, little Sophia Baldridge and Papa Nick yeah. have created a game. And it's neat. I like it. 24 different avatars, three different skin tones, six different voices from which to choose. Allow everyone to play their preferred pace. And there's also team play. And like you said, Lucas, a unique chill hop soundtrack. A first for pinball by Scott Denisi. I don't know what Chill Hop is, but if it's if it's Scott Denisi, I've I've heard his work. It's very cool. Well, it's I think it's opposite of the Fire Slide. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Zach, what's cool to me about Multimorphic is they're giving their community the opportunity to have a platform to oh, yeah. tell their stories and make their games. So if it's okay with you, I wanted to introduce a segment no, on the show. Really? I know that's, that's kind of out of left field. Yeah. So uh, as you mentioned, I'm one of the co-founders of a online book club called literarily wasted. Yep. Uh, find us at literarilywasted.club. One of the cool things that I created, I think it's kind of cool is called adventures and reading. It's badass. This is Look, badass. I'll, I'll hang my hat on this. I got into streaming a little bit during COVID just as I need to learn this skill. It's coming up and it's prevalent. So I started Adventures in Reading and it's it's an online reading experience, which sounds horrible, right? Like, God, that sounds boring. But we take Choose Your Own Adventure books and we read it online. And then the audience actually participates and helps us choose the next path. Mm-hmm. So if it's okay with you, Zach, I want to do a micro Adventures in Reading. This will be a couple minutes long, wow. but I actually wrote this for you. Um, it is called Zach's Great Pinball Road Trip. Oh. I wrote it last night. Yeah, uh, this is just for you. I wrote it last Fantastic. night. Um, I have not really edited this, but I'm going to, I've given you a script. You have not seen this script before, correct? That's correct. I have not uh, read through this or nothing. I'm, I'm, I like an improv. So hopefully yeah, so, lend so itself to this. Listeners out there, I, I, I literally did. I wrote this last night and I've highlighted sections for Zach to read in his own voice. This is going to be from Zach's perspective, but um, you've done, I'm going to kick it you've off. You've done just, more work as a co-host than, than anybody has on this <laughs> show. Thank you so much. Let's, yeah, let's jump well, into look, this. 
I was I was honored that you reached out to me again. This is pinball light. But, you know, if you're on your road trip to the beach or you're doing something, but it'll maybe give you a taste for what we're doing uh, in our book community and what we did uh, with this latest adventure book. Uh, we call it Take a Shot Stories. Number one, beach trip beware. So it's kind of a, another road. How trip. are you going to say beach and trip beware without saying it in a tone or a voice or something? A beach trip beware. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's beach trip that's beware. the great part of these stories is they go in all sorts of different paths, right? Mm-hmm. There's different outcomes. There's different sections of the adventure. They could be positive. They could be negative. They could be dark. They could be happy. Um, but, but they're yeah, always actually, fun. Like Dennis. Yeah, they're always fun. And that's, you that's included the Dennis Creasel in the literary piece that you guys made. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, I made friends with win. Dennis last year, and I, I appreciate all of the work and output that he puts in. And I, you know, when he mentioned at one point that he did creative writing, I was like, oh, that'd be so much fun to give, you know, Dennis a, an outlet too to to flex his muscles. He actually wrote more. I only wrote one page in this book. Um, he actually wrote more than I did, but that's uh, cool. Yeah, it was fun. It's a great way to pull people together during kind of a crazy period. Where can of they our pre-order that real and, quick? People need to know. Uh, yeah, so in the show notes, you can probably you can mm-hmm. link it to Amazon, or you can go to our website, literarilywasted.club. Purchase a hard copy. Look, this is my LE moment. So, you know, we're, we're yes. if you want to buy a hard copy, it's a limited edition run. Buy, buy, um, buy! Actually, just through June 30th. So you've only got a couple of days Ooh. to get that. But the the digital uh, enhanced ebook will be available on Amazon uh, for all time. And that's cheap, too, so, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's 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 like a dollar, dollar, $2. $2. I forget. $2. That's crazy. Yeah. So listeners, make sure if you want to make your pinball show host Zach very happy, go ahead and pre-order one of those, either the online version, the offline version, and then email me at the pinball network at gmail.com. Let me know that you did that because I want to see I want to see who's supporting this because I love this idea. I'm going to get one myself. I think I'm going to get the, the hard copy version though. I'm not much of a digital kind of sewer. So yeah, I, me neither. I, I got to have a physical. Yeah, I like mm, it in my hands. Exactly. Okay. Now let's start Zach's great pinball road trip. All right, so Zach, what I want to do is a adventures in reading with you. So as you know, I reached out to you last night and mm-hmm. I asked you a couple questions. It was kind of like Mad Libs, right? I loved it, yeah. Yeah, so so I so I spiced, I sprinkled those uh, little aspects into the story to make it a little bit more personal for you. Maybe drive it home. Was it literary moments? <laughs> yes, <gasps> yes. There, there's some literary moments <gasps> from the answers you gave me into this little story. I'm so again, way too pumped. For listener, this will be a couple minutes long. I hope you enjoy it. If not, if it sucks, blame it on me, skip it. Your life will be fine and you can listen to pinball market trends. But <laughs> like I said, Zach does have this story in front of him. I have highlighted the section where he is talking. So let's get right into it, Zach. Okay, let's do it. It's time for a special edition, a micro edition of adventures and reading brought to you by literarily wasted. Today's story is Zach's Great Pinball Road Trip by Lucas Pepke. The North American Pinball Convention is finally here. A weekend full of fantastic pinball experiences awaits you at the show, but a mysterious message may change the course of your pinball life forever. What happens next is up to you, Zach. So get ready and take a shot. Yeah, I'm at at midnight. This is great. Ka-chunk, ka-chunk. You close the back doors on the flipping out van with a deep sense of satisfaction. Excitement fills the air. It's the most anticipated weekend of the year. The North American Pinball Convention is finally here. It's been far too long since you've seen your pinhead friends. You're so excited you could scream. You climb into the cab, crank the engine, and put the van into reverse. Beep beep. 
See you later, honey. You yell out the window to your wife as you pull out the drive. Take care of the pool while I'm gone. Now it's just you, some pinball podcasts, and the open road. Finally, a weekend of pure fun away from the hustle and bustle of work. This year, you're attending the convention strictly as a fan. No booth setup, no Escalera stair-climbing hand truck demos, and most importantly, no drama. You're just an ordinary pinball hobbyist. Life couldn't get better. The most exciting part of this year's pinball convention is the Collector Showcase. This brand new exhibit area will feature the most beautiful and pristine classic games from every era brought in from collectors all around the world. A true white glove experience that comes with its own pricey entrance fee. Oh, and there's also a prize for best in show. A prize that you are going to win because sitting in the back of your van is your fully restored Tales of the Arabian Nights. Full brass, new playfield, new cabinet, new ramps, new plastic, new everything. This machine is likely one of the nicest in the world, of any machine. You drift into a daydream of holding the collector's cup and spoiling your lovely lady with that $50 Red Lobster gift card. Garlic biscuits. Damn, I'm hungry. You think, so you take a swig of your Pepsi and toss a few Cheez-Its into your mouth. Suddenly, Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On blares across the van's speakers, announcing a call from one of your best pinball buds, Ken Cromwell. Beep. This is Zach of Flippin' Out. What can I help you? Bye, bye, bye. Zach, you never let up, do you, man? <laughs> I can't, can't stop, won't stop, baby. What's up, Ken? I just got to the convention, Ken replies. This place is hopping, dude. The show organizers said they have a big surprise for VIPs later, too. I have no idea what that means, but I got wind there will be some celebrities in the building that want to hang out and play pinball. No way! You exclaim. That sounds amazing. Well, get here soon. We're going to have a great weekend playing pinball, buddy. All right, ma'am. I'll see you there. Don't get too crazy without me, though. Hey, no promises. Ken teases. You end the call and slap the steering wheel. Woo, this convention is going to rock. You yell into the air as simultaneously your van speakers erupt again, this time a screaming goat. <coughs> your signature text notification tone. Oh, come on, Ken, I'm driving. Don't send me a text. But it's not Ken. You glance at your phone and see an unknown number listed. The text reads, A friend gave me your number. Come and get these machines. They are in the way. Need to go to a good home. No charge. 1976 Country Road 35. Pull around to the barn. There's a picture, too. Holy shit. This looks like the pinball cave of wonders. That's the mother load of all finds, but if I were to veer off course now, I won't make the qualifying for the collector's showcase. It seems like your weekend just got a bit more complicated. All right, Zach, it's time to take a shot. Do you stay on the highway en route to the pinball show, okay. or do you take the next exit to what could be the biggest pinball score of a lifetime? Yeah, I'm definitely taking the next exit. I got to see what's here. All right. On my way. You text back to the number while simultaneously kicking the flipping out van into overdrive and hastily taking the next exit. If you can keep pace, maybe you'll be able to grab the games or at least arrange pickup and still make it to the convention in time to qualify your Toten in the showcase. The raw power of the Dodge Promaster Cargo Van's 3.6 liter V6 engine is that of a golden chariot upon an ancient battlefield. You are invincible. The twists and bends of the country roads and the piles of roadkill are no match for a man on a mission with his trusty vehicle. 
good thing you recently started carrying Raw Thrills arcade machines. All that practice on Cruise and Blast really paid off, and you didn't even kill one cow. After 45 minutes of playing Speed Racer through the country's majestic heartland, you eventually reach your destination. Wow. You say under your breath, the sprawling estate seems out of place in the middle of the cornfields, cow pastures, and wind farms. There's something about the architecture that isn't quite right either. It feels like a mansion you'd see somewhere in the Hamptons, its asymmetrical features decked in shingled siding with expansive porches and sloped roof lines. Simply put, it's exquisite, even if it is out of place. As instructed, you pull into the gravel drive and around the back to the barn. While not as pristine as the main house, the monstrous barn is impressive in its own right with its weathered exterior and antiqued hardware. It's probably worth a fortune in reclaimed lumber. You put the van into the park and step out into the drive. Whoa, you, you spooked me. I, I'm sorry, didn't see there. Standing in front of you is an old man. Correction, an ancient, withered man, only five feet tall or so, in a pristine white suit with matching cane. The only color you see in both his complexion and his attire is one small yellow flower upon his lapel. He must be 139 years old. You think to yourself. Ah, uh, Mr. Many, I presume. Our mutual friend said that you would be prompt. You may call me Henry. Uh, Henry, it's nice to meet you. You reach to shake his hand, but he stands resolute, not offering any return of the gesture. Trying to cover the awkwardness of the moment, you carry on. That's fantastic. I didn't know we had a mutual friend. Who is that? Steve. Henry replies quickly. Steve, Steve, Steve Beatty, Steve Bowden, Steve Ritchie? Yes. Again, awkwardness envelops you. Which one, which one? You think to yourself. Yeah, Steve and I go way back. If you would follow me, the machines are right here. The old man walks slowly to the front of the barn. Step, cane, hobble, step, step, cane, hobble, step. Excruciatingly slow. Not one for silence, you begin to ramble. Great, uh, about the games. I saw the picture come through on the text. It looks like a ton of games. I'd love to find a way to get these transported for you as quickly as possible, but I only have my van right now. I'm on a bit of a deadline to get over to the North American Pinball Convention. Maybe we could discuss... Henry stops and raises his hand as if to silence you. He slowly reaches inside his pocket and pulls out a remote control with a large red button. He presses the button, and the large, ancient barn doors begin to creak open. Some tech, old man. You step into the entry of the barn as your eyes adjust to the change of the light. You see pinball machine parts strewn all over the room. This does not look like the pictures you received. It looks like a part hoarder scrap pile, up to nearly the ceiling in areas. Everything is broken. You step over shards of glass and bits of wood as you take in the full inventory. What a waste of time. I'm sorry, Henry, but... It doesn't really look like anything from the picture that I received. Yes, you'll have to pardon the scrap area. Years of broken games here. I fixed them. Made them better. Oh, you used to fix up games? That's neat. Henry offers no response whatsoever. You pull out your phone and open the photo that you received. Are these games available to see? I'm, I'm sure I could help you sort through this junk, but I'd love to get a picture of the entire lot. Ah, yes. The treasure room, as I call it. It's through the door. He points to a door with a small window on the opposite side of the barn. But I seem to have misplaced my key. It must be at the main house. If you'll pardon me, I'll retrieve it and return. Wonderful. So I'll just wait here? Again, without a word, Henry turns slowly and makes his way out of the barn. Step, 
cane, hobble, step, step, cane, hobble, step. Snails move faster than Henry. The door closes behind him and you're left in the barn with heaps of old pinball machine parts. A true graveyard. Another text. This time it is Ken. Dude, where are you? We're already having the best time, and guess what? We made some new friends. Get your ass here now. Accompanying the text is a photo. Your buddy Ken throwing back beers and playing pinball with Leonardo DiCaprio and Bo Burnham. Oh, come on, dude. This old man better get back with the key. I can't believe I'm missing this stuff right now. You look across the room at the door with the window, which is covered in dust. There's still time to get back to the van, ditch this crazy old man's pinball hoard, and make it in time to enter your totem into the competition. But those games in the picture. If the games from Henry's text are really behind that door, you could be throwing away your retirement and a find of a lifetime. You spin in a circle, throw your hands up in the air in frustration, and contemplate your next move. Ooh. All right, Zach, here you go. All right. Let's take a shot. Do you get back in the van and head to the convention? Or do you walk over to the door and try to sneak a peek? All right, the first take a shot was pretty simple. This one's, this one's, I'm not going to lie, Lucas, this one's tough. Uh, ba -da -ba -da -ba. I, dude, I've always got to see, though, what's behind the door. I've been to these kind of places before, so I'm going to, I'm definitely going to walk over to the door. All right, let's, let's move on. You've got the next line. I cannot believe I'm missing my Titanic moment with dreamy Leo for a pinball pipe dream. And with that, you cautiously make your way across the pinball rubble to the door across the room. Anticipation eats at your stomach. The door's old square window may offer a glimpse at your own pure imagination moment. You close your eyes, make a wish, count to three, and wipe away the dust from the window. You open your eyes to behold a sight that you truly could not have imagined. Screw the collector showcase. This is the collector showcase. Henry wasn't lying. A true treasure room. From your limited view, you can make out pristine examples of games from each area. And there, in the middle of them all, is your glorious, glistening grail of a pin, Bally's Radical. Red Lobster be damned. You begin to drool at the thought of entering this wonderland of a room and checking out these machines. Shit, hurry up, Henry. For the hell of it, you turn the doorknob, and to your surprise, the door swings open easily. Yes, I'll just take a look. I'll wait for Henry to come back. A kid in a candy shop can't come close to this delicious treat. Heaven. This is heaven. This is pure pinball joy. Nothing like the scrapyard you witnessed when you first entered the barn. Making your way to inspect the radical closer, you begin to think of the amazing press this find could bring, of all the amazing games you could finally add to your collection, and of the possibility that CRACK! You hit the floor like a ton of bricks. Pain sears through the back of your head and through your eyes. Your vision blurs as you fight to keep it together. A blood-soaked pinball leg falls inches from your face. Your blood. You reach for something, anything. Everything goes black. <sighs> Bloop! Something similar to the sound of an artificial stern knocker abruptly brings you back to your senses. The treasure room is no more. You are now in a poorly lit room. The air is heavy and dank with the smell of old burnt electronic components and other chemicals. You're standing, restrained in some sort of contraption that reminds you of Frankenstein from Monster Bash. At least you're alive. You can turn your head, but it's connected to some sort of cylindrical contraption that runs to the ceiling and over to another machine on the opposite side of the room. 
Your eyes dart frantically. Blue and green tubes run into the veins of your arms. In the corner of the dark room, illuminated by a single hanging light bulb, is your prized Tales of the Arabian Night pinball machine. It sits there, powered off, the swinging bulb catching hints of the brass-coated armor. Damn, still looks good. You think to yourself. I could totally win that prize. As you settle into your surroundings, you notice two small stainless steel operating tables flanking your restraints. On the table to your left is a soldering iron. It is on and it is hot. On the table to your right is a box cutter. The blade is exposed and it looks fresh and sharp. You think you can reach one and you'd better do it fast. All right, Zach, here you go. And and uh, this is it. This is it. Take a shot. Do you attempt to reach for the soldering iron? Or do you cut your bonds with the box cutter? This did not go the way you thought it was no, going to go. No, I think I took the wrong shots before. Um, shit, how am I going to get out of this mess? I'm like anxious here. Okay, do I want the soldering iron? What the hell am I going to do with the soldering iron? Uh, cut your bonds with the box cutter? I think maybe box cutter. But soldering iron feels like the right thing in this story. Uh, give me... For whatever reason, I don't know. That's why these are fun. Give me the soldering iron. The hot soldering iron. Final choice? Oh, man. Yes, yeah. Let's go hot, scalding soldering iron. All right, we'll carry on. Tsk, tsk, tsk. The little old man, Henry, hobbles out from the shadows. His skin has a deathly pallor in the dim light, and his eyes glow like the embers of a dying fire. Did you really think you had a choice, Mr. Minnie? That your choice would matter? It's always so fascinating to see which one they choose, the iron or the blade. What does the choice say about a person when the outcome inevitably leads to futility? You were once into psychology, correct? What does that say about you, Mr. Many? What are you talking about? You respond. Who else is here? Oh, there have been many, Mr. Many. <laughs> he chuckles. Oh, that's fun. Many. Mr. Manny, did you see what I did there? You're sick, dude. Let me out of here. You tug at your restraints with no avail. It is truly amazing how many of you so-called pinheads fall so easily into my trap. For years I lived here, preying on unsuspecting pinball fanatics to drop by for a visit. Check out the collection. You're all the same in the end. Greedy. Blind. Lusting over a game. A box of twinkling lights. Well, in my time, we banished greed. I once eradicated the lust that you call pinball from my fair city. I destroyed them all. All of New York, rid of the filth on my watch. And there was peace. No, that's impossible. LaGuardia! The guy really was 139 years old, but how? Not a quick one, are you, Mr. Many? He hobbles on his cane, coming closer to meet your gaze. I go by Henry around these parts, but yes, I am the same Mayor Fiorello Henry LaGuardia. The destroyer of pinball machines. It was a magical time, but alas, my life's mission took its toll on my body. The cancer spread quickly, but the researchers devised this handy contraption, and I was secretly moved to this facility far from the public eye to recover. You see, my machine feeds on your fear, your pain, your passion for pinball, and I reap the rewards, Mr. Many. 140 years of long life thanks to you and your passion. And with the hobby reaching peak resurgence soon, I will have enough life force to return to society, young, refreshed, restored to my former glory. You're sick, old man. Correction, 
was sick. But with you I can be healed, born again to continue my mission to rid this world of pinball for good. You have a great deal of passion. It's delicious. Again, he pulls the remote from his jacket and presses the red button. The machine comes to life, illuminating the room in flashes of green and blue light. You feel your veins fill with something that burns as it courses through your body. The air is static now, charged with an energy you've never felt before. LaGuardia's eyes burn brighter as he looks upon you like wounded prey. You won't get away with this! My friends will find me! Your friends are far too occupied with their silly little games, dear boy. Consider this your last ball, Mr. Many. With every life I drain, I come one step closer to regaining my life. Thank you for your exquisite totem. It will make an excellent bait for my next contributor. Oh, and Zack, don't worry one bit. No one will hear you scream. No, 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 no! The end. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit! That was a blast! It was so <laughs> fucking good. Well, that, that's so. So, all joking aside, and and you can um, you can cut this or that's not, fine. but all joking aside, I so we we wrote this book uh, with forty four different writers, and and it really was it was a treat. So we basically played telephone. Mm-hmm. So I started the story and I passed it to a friend, and then we went down the chain, and it, it's all based on a decision tree. So I I mapped the decision tree and I signed writers to it, and it actually worked. And the continuity for our stories actually really good yeah. like you you think it's a shit show but it actually turned out really nice um so we, we've got other books kind of in the plan we wanted to get through this one and see where it went but but through all of this i was like you know what it would actually be fun to make a great pinball adventure like choose your own adventure book kind yeah, of like a absolutely a little love letter to all the weird quirkiness and so i i can't say that i, I did write this last night but at the same <laughs> time i, I kind of had a couple hours that's unbelievable I, I kind of had, and I'm not a writer. I do not consider myself a writer, but I, I, I do enough copy editing and work that, uh, you know, this, this is fun. And, and I had a good time playing Mad Libs with you. Um, but this is actually one little branch of a story that I kind of had concepted where it's be like, you know, it'd be a lot of fun to do one where you go to a pin- pinball convention, mm-hmm. right? Cause so many different things could happen. You know, do you, do you eat a burrito and then you go play in a tournament, but you crap yourself yeah. because you ate the burrito. <laughs> and you know, it's just, I think that's, that's one of the things that fascinates me is, is every, every decision you make in life has, has a consequence, whether good or bad. And, um, yeah. And it's, yeah. So, so I, many I'm, people can thank relate you for to playing this, along. Man. Yeah, I think so. And, and especially having some RPG elements and, decision trees if, if anyone's ever played mass effect or fallout or uh knights sure. of the old republic a great star wars game where you you know that affects your character mm-hmm. and the outcomes and the story that it tells so i'm kind of fascinated by that i love working with creative people and pulling concepts and kind of making it into a reality so thanks thank you for allowing me uh, the opportunity to have a segment on your show. I appreciate that. This was not just a segment. This was a uh, this was a pinball podcasting moment. I loved it. Take a shot stories number one beach trip beware. What you guys just heard was just a little, just a little bitty morsel of a taste of what is to come uh, whenever you purchase that for yourselves. You don't know how much I appreciate this. This is a lot of. It's a lot of fun, but people, sadly, people are going to want more of this now in the future. Maybe I'll be at TPF or Expo one year Ooh, with a little stand cool. and, uh, you know, have some fun with it, right? We're, if if we're not having too. fun and, yeah, and if we're not having fun in the hobby, 
like I, I don't get into all the technical stuff and try to stay out of the drama, but um, we, I think that's what fascinates me most about pinball is it's such a unique, diverse little microcosm of sure. people. And, and you have to, you have to think about this when you look at any entertainment industry to be one step away from your, you know, what you would have as your designers, your directors, your, your artists Absolutely. is, is really such a unique um blessing in so many ways like you can't call up george lucas and say hey do you want to be on my podcast <laughs> right. but you could call up you could call up dwight like sullivan what you did or there with uh, episode six that's not yeah <laughs> so yeah uh, so i think we all have to appreciate that as a as a pinball community and and embrace everyone um and, and really you know highlight all the all the differences and the unique personalities that we have that's that's what makes it such a cool uh, amazing hobby and, and why I like to participate in it. Sure. You're super transparent, super creative and super fun and positive. And, uh, in this story, my number one, what would lure me into a weird ass old man's barn, <laughs> a fully restored radical is my dream game restored, uh, because it just, you'll never see it. So that would have, that would have drawn me in. I would have taken see, the risk. He baited you fucking LaGuardia. <laughs> I can, uh, I just think I, I just love him as a bad guy. I, I, I he's think he's the perfect you bad know, guy. He's the perfect bad guy, especially um, that he's still alive. Like, Oh, that's, that's genius. That is brilliant. Now my gears are turning here. I hope you're listening Dwight Sullivan. Can we not make pinball code that does something like this, that you have to choose a path throughout your gameplay and then wizard modes will be ultimately and essentially they're going going to be different because of the choices that you have made throughout the journey. Yeah, I, th I think Dwight having his background in board games and and I, I think getting the sense that he's just a lover of, like you said, all games, um, he would be great. You know, someone in, in because they've got such a good little uh, developer team with P3 Multimorphic having mm -hmm. some sort of ability to do something like that. Um, that's what speaks to I mean, me. I think you know, about it. You've got two choices, left flipper, right flipper, maybe a third choice of an action button flipper. And you make four to eight decisions along the way. And ultimately at the end of the game, once you complete it, you will have a different storyline that would keep people coming back over and over again. Yeah, Man, no doubt. I think we just uh, uncovered something there. Lucas, how's that feel? Well, it's fun. We had a good time. I, I had a good time writing it. And I think you had a good time playing along. <laughs> I want to do another one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be hard to top that. But the only thing that's going to top the toppers and top that take a shot segment. Man, it's a mouthful. It is. Is the one, the only, the legendary, the king of pinball podcasting segments. And sooner or later, the king of all podcast segments. I'm a little delusional. It's whatever. Pinball Market Trends. Pepke edition. Yeah, I feel privileged that I got that live. That was the first time that that market trend hit anyone's ear, and it and it burst my eardrums first. Your so sweet thank you. virgin lobes <laughs> are now busted. Ew. No, I, I actually like I like this segment. This, Do you? you know, yeah, no, I, I've always liked it. I think it's fun. Always liked it. It's 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 morphed. Over time, it's evolved. Yeah. No, I mean it's look. It, I it, think it's self-aware, yeah, evolved or devolved or <laughs> whatever. It's it's fun, and um, you know, at, as someone kind of getting into the hobby, I was kind of always because uh, I'm not tr you know sitting there trolling 
the ads. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's a good uh, pulse on where the market is. Absolutely. And we're going to teach people this week because training up this week is, oh, you got rid of it though, Lucas. Jurassic Park Premium Edition. I did. And LE for that matter, I suppose. But the Premium Edition, if you take a look, and numbers don't lie, I only report the facts here at the Pinball Show's Pinball Market Trends. It has climbed all the way up, up, up to number two on the Pinside Top 100. Man, that thing's a sizzler. Mm. She's on fire. It's a good game that I don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand? Um, I, yeah, well, it's, you know, there's like, oh, now there's a blinking green area. Look, I'm I'm basic. I'm, I am a pinball <laughs> hashtag peon. basic. And so, yeah, I'm hashtag basic. Um, I really like the ramps and it, there are parts of it that were a little clunky. I really enjoyed it though while we had it, but um, I don't know if it'll come back in the collection, Ooh. honestly. But it is the the premium. The premium is the way to go. It is the best art mm-hmm. package. The Raptor art package is what I wanted to look like look yeah, at yeah. in my game room. Not not the kitty book, you know, um, little golden book pro cover or little you know, golden the, book. It is. It's it, what's it, come the dog's on. name. Uh, the little uh, dog, uh, you know what I'm talking sh- about. Yes. Oh, um, uh, Pokey? Is it Pokey? Pokey? The, puppy, the little Pokey puppy. Yeah. Fucking Pokey. The, the pro, the pro translate looks like a little golden book to me. Like oh, these are dinosaurs, man. and <laughs> I liked. Uh, I like all three models of them. The JP Premium Ellie also going up, but climbing up to number two on the Pinside Top 100. And if you look at the secondary market on Jurassic Park Premiums, you're going to find that for a used one. It is the same price as a new in-box one, if not higher. Now, there is a small run coming out in July, but I'm telling you it's small because once those are gone, oh, you're not going to see these things made for months upon months end. So if you thought the prices were high now, they'll continue to go up. Also training up this week is a broken record, and that's because Mandalorian LEs are coming out. They're being shipped as we speak, very likely, this week. And that price has not dropped what we've seen, ladies and gentlemen, with Mandalorian. Typically, you will see a pin, hype, hype, hype. It comes out, then it gets shit, shit, shit on, on the forums. Then you got to play it, it'll grow on you, hype, hype, hype. Then it, and then it, that's the waxing and waning of how these releases go with Mandalorian, hype, hype, hype. And it has stayed. People have seen the code. They've seen the layout. They've seen the full assets and nobody's talking shit yet. We've got a couple pro owners that had uh, a parts adjustment and the, the, one of the welds broke. Okay. I didn't. Yeah, I did see that. People still want this game. Generally, you'll get those haters, those code haters. You're going to get the layout clunk haters. You're going to get all of that. This kind of championed through all of that. And didn't really receive much criticism at all. So you're seeing prices on Mandalorian LE as if they weren't high enough. They're going to kind of remain high up there for now. At least until we see a new upcoming game. I think there the 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 theme plays such a big part. Sure. That as new as new people come in to the hobby, I think people always see that theme as okay, I'm a new guy in the hobby. I've got a ton of money. Ooh, I want Mandalorian. Oh, they stopped making them two years ago. Well, I want that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the the theme will always drive that. Just just like uh, Guns and Roses and even Stranger Things. I know Stranger, Stranger Things, Things is, is, crept, is crept up, right? Um, because the theme, people don't know. You know, if they're new and unsuspecting, they may not 
know the game, but they like that theme. And if they got the money to throw in mm-hmm. an LE in the aftermarket, they're just going to do it. 12, 12 grand, you know, they don't blink an eye. Theme does sell. And Mandalorian is certainly no exception there. So if you've got a Mandalorian LE, you're not going to lose money. It's going to be sitting up there for quite some time. Unfortunately, you may lose a buck or two because trending down this week is doing another episode of the pinball show without the take a shot segment. Oh, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I could write another good one either. I, so yeah. that, that could have been the one shot. That was deal. it. The one shot. Uh, that was it. Also trending down this week is last week. What, what, what do you mean, Zach? You're getting a little too mad. Yep. Well, I introduced a new animal into the repertoire of the pinball show last week. I didn't get much uh didn't get much feedback on it. I got one really, really super positive comment, which keeps me going. Keeps the old turbine spinning. Keeps the old train a chugging. What the hell are you even talking about? Last episode I introduced an elephant. The sound of an elephant. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, I don't know if you heard, I, I, but uh, I remember you did it twice. Uh, if I I'm, if memory serves, first one was a little rusty. The second one prevailed a bit. We got uh, positive feedback from one person. Unfortunately, yeah, introducing the elephant <laughs> was uh, not the fan favorite that the goat was. Rotad. We don't have any machines training down this week because. I'm not seeing anything really trending down this week. Dude, it's so much easier to just go buy a new machine. Well, if you can find one, but I, I wouldn't buy, you know, I, I see some of these prices that people are paying for machines that are old. And look, again, I've already prefaced, I'm new to this hobby, so crucify me. It's all good. But I would no way go and spend $5,500 on some DMD machine. I was waiting for you to say junkyard, the one I got listed. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. So, uh, sure, I would love to buy a junkyard for fifty five hundred dollars. Um, it's never gonna sell. Hey, I already own that, Zach. It's uh, it's in my that's pinball right. FX library. Sorry, Maybe, that's the only you know reason what? I'm not buying. Maybe training down this week is used machines in general. Buy you new. Buy you buy you buy. I, as a educated consumer and someone that does not want to worry about maintenance and i'm sure that game is in fantastic shape i, I just hit the p- pictures it looks very nice but i you know i have to sell this to my wife also and she has been through some of the struggles and toils of me restoring arcade games and there's no way it's just it's peace of mind for me to say i can buy a new game for six grand and put it in my game room i, I the way i tally it up is i say i'm gonna if i were on location i'd be spending a dollar a game Right. And I know sure. some other people do this. So if I if I put fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars um worth of you know games on the machine and I sell it for five, well, I'm still kind of on top because I, I would have spent two grand on location playing it, but I had it in the comfort of my own home. So it's when you kind of it's good rationalization, you know, I like it. It's it's rationalizing a crazy toy, but you, in reality, you really can't lose much. They don't depreciate that badly. Not so, right now. Um, Numbers don't lie. It's just getting into it. The, the hobby is it's tough to hobby to get into as as someone who you know is either younger with kids mm-hmm. or um, but it took me a couple of years of, of flipping games. I know a lot of you are like that too to get into it. I couldn't just be like, oh yeah, bring two of these to my house. So um, it's it's a it's a tough tough one and a tough road to to enter in. Yeah, and I always tell people. 
there is sticker shock getting into this hobby, but I assure you, if you buy, 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 right, it, it, they hold their value. Numbers don't lie. Lucas is right. If you're buying the right title, brand new, I mean, look at Deadpool right now. Oh, I love Deadpool. I know you do. Deadpool right now, you can buy a pro, and it's not going to drop in value. It's just not. Plus, when you're buying new from flipping out pinballing, you get uh, customer satisfaction, support. You get a warranty. I'll be short. You still get a warranty. <laughs> and uh, a lot of companies like Stern Pinball, I might add, have a great customer service group that will sometimes, uh, especially working with me and stuff, we'll, we'll figure out parts even after after that short-term warranty, I assure you. Here's little- my hot take on Deadpool. Okay. You ready? Yeah. It has the best sound package in pinball. Mm. Boom. Done. Hard there it is. I, oh, it's so good. And, and of course, again, I haven't music, played everything, though. but the music, the original music that they cut for that. And then Perfect. they props to Stern. They threw that, that soundtrack out there for free. You can go download it mm-hmm. on their website. All the retro stuff like that game just speaks to me. I have had it. And yes, I am rebuying that game because wow. it's so good. Uh, wow. That that was one. And being a noob and walking up to that game, like my family, we all loved it straight out the box. We didn't. We don't know any better, right? Same thing with Guardians. I am buying a Guardians because we love that's it. Like we've always loved shooting Groot. And I figure a that's also a title that they're probably not going to make too much longer. It's on the you know when you go to the Stern website mm-hmm. and you scroll down. It's they've got to be about on done. that bottom rung. They've got to be about um, done with it. I'm looking for a Guardians myself. Listener out there, if you've yeah. got a really minty Guardians, I'd like. I've owned the Pro. I've owned the Premium. I'd like to take a stab at an LE this time around. So I had an LE on location here, and not me personally, mm-hmm. but I've I've played a lot of the LE, and it's it is. I don't mind the gold. I think the gold looks cool. Yeah, especially as you watch Guardians Two, and you see I forget the race of those people, but oh, they're yeah, all gold, and right. it just it fits the theme. You know, it's a beautiful, that's a beautiful machine. So I'd like to yeah, take Deadpool. a stab at that again. Oh my God. Yeah. Until, those uh, are good games. Those designers are, out there. If any designers are listening, give us that kickback, like the, the rocket kickback. Oh, the rocket shot. Yes. Oh, like, so much it fun. pisses me off so because I don't think there's a ball saver tied to it, but it's just, that's such a simple mechanism that works so well in pinball. Like replace a scoop with one of those, please, please. I just love that. Yeah. Uh, Whenever I do my own game, uh, I'm going to put a kickback like that in it. And let's jump over. Let's save you a buck. Let's save you two in our deals of the week. Bye, bye, bye. Deals of the week this week. (laughs) 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 Deals of the week this week. And uh, pinball. No, no pinball machines here. Let's rummage through here. This is an effect of my keyboard. Ah. That's a hell of a deal. 99 cents for a pre-order online version of Take a Shot? Come on! Pre-order it's good. now. It's good. You can't, can't beat that. I mean, come on. It's what my grandpa used to say. This is very vulgar. I'm sorry, people. Uh, but my grandfather was an old country dude. He used to always say, oh, this is going to get me hell. He used to always say, it's like a sore Peter. You can't beat it. Your grandpa said that. that, that uh, yes, this is. I, I live in Southern Indiana, born and raised, proud of it. And my grandpa, yeah, he was he was the comedian of the family. He was like the he's who everybody he entered a room and everybody was ready for laughs. Uh, and mm. uh, yeah, that was him. And I uh, I love every bit of it, even if it's just so wrong. It's so right. So yeah, ninety nine cents. Good. 
Take a shot. Why not? Number one. Beach trip. Beware. LaGuardia! Yeah, hey, you'll you'll have to I'll I'll give you a fresh version of that PDF and if you want to put it on your TPM oh. website or something, feel free. It's uh you public domain. Pinball tease. We can't end the greatest pinball podcasting segment without giving you a caution sign to deals of the <laughs> Deals of the fuck this week is an Indiana Jones. You can find it on Penn side. I don't think you should. But uh, it's under the Pinsider name Sleepy Subi out of Bountiful, Utah. What the hell is Bountiful in Utah? These mountains? Snow. Is this the stern Indiana Jones? Or no, this is the Williams. The, the, okay. the, the beloved Williams 93 Indiana Jones. They're selling it and several other machines. Whatever sells first. The rest I'll keep. I know what I got. I didn't say that. I'm okay, open to offers. Does he say I know what I got? Yeah, no, he should have. Right. Uh, I'm open to offers. I'll provide any and all pictures requested. Okay, we got an open, open fellow here. I'm also willing to video chat via Duo. Now we're getting weird. Uh, I'm Ooh. open to <laughs> offers, but I don't need to sell this. Oh, God, here we go. I know what I've got. He didn't say that, but it still it fits the story. Price too high? Well, send me an offer. Got trades? Shoot me an offer. You're the one selling this thing, buddy, not me. Willing to accommodate shipping arrangements. What, folding down the head and wrapping it up? Woohoo! Bank transfer, cash on the glass. There's that another phrase. Pretty soon he's going to be asking his wife. <laughs> Got to check with the wife. Yeah. <laughs> Pictures of the crate that I can build you for three fifty. Oh shit! Pin pot. I mean, yeah. That are, are, don't they clearance out the pin pods? I think you can buy those They're cheaper uh, than that. Now, last time I caught a little shit when I did this because I, I did it with a, a guy that I knew that I liked, the bro bra, and uh, it, maybe his his fans thought it was more negative towards him. So I'm saying here publicly again, it was not negative. I, I consider you a good dude. It was just fun. It's fun. We're poking. So the sleepy Subi, m- maybe Mother Teresa, maybe an awesome person, but they're trying to sell this Indiana Jones for fucking $14,000. Get out of here. It's got Ooh. faded cabinets. It's not restored. It's got a shooter lane that looks like a dirty sanctum. Uh, no, mm. no, no. The coin door's all jacked up. It looks like somebody tried to pry it open like a 7-Eleven in a bad side of town. This is not working for me. No topper, brass legs that look old as shit. Sell, sell, sell. No. Look at the head, torn up head. For $14,000, you're looking for a restored Indiana Jones. I try to zoom in on these pictures to look at the inserts because we'll check out this play. Playfield doesn't look horrible. Pictures aren't very clear, though. No, this is a player's condition of Indiana Jones. Nope. This yeah. is 9,000, no. 8,000 no. tops. That's a big hard no. Unless they're including another game or the truck in the background. That's the only way you're getting to $14,000. You want my best offer? They give you 7,500 bucks and I'll arrange for the shipping without your pin pot crate. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> but I will add though, um, nicely built crate there, bud. 350. I'd, I'd buy that crate. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> I mean, it's probably worth more than that and just the scrap lumber, yeah, right? Exactly. But no, when your crate smells better than your old stinky ass Williams game, that might be a sign. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you can take your shots all you want, but that was Pinball Market Trends. Up, edition. That was good. 
All right, Lucas, my friend, my pal, my amigo, let's close down this show. Now, if people want to get a hold of you after they've bought the Take a Shots, number one, where uh, can they can they email Literarily Wasted? Yeah, you can. Uh, sure, it's literarilywasted at gmail.com. You can get me there. Find us on our, our Facebook group page. We've got the Literarily Wasted Lounge. Mm. Love alliteration. Um, wow. Again, like great positive community. Um, we have a lot of fun with it. And it's, it's made me a, a better, more well-rounded reader. And, and now, because we've got so many people that want to do some writing activities, we're doing writing, too. So it's it's a lot of fun. Again, Zach, thanks for, for letting me play along and, and host a segment here with you with Adventures in Reading. Um, but yeah, that, that's a taste. We, we, we keep it light, keep it fun. If it's not that, then I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah, and I couldn't echo that more, Lucas. I've wanted to have you on here for a long time and it only made the most sense now uh, that you have something to show off to the world and and we get to play along with that today and listener so thank you so much for coming for hanging out and for tolerating and being my friend publicly <laughs> yeah it was fun I had, I had a good time thanks thanks again for the offer and uh i thought i felt it was apropos to to bring something to the table as a co-host again i'm sorry i don't provide a lot of value to the pinball hobby in general, other than I try to be a good person and I try to be positive. Yeah, we bullshit about pinball all the time, so you're a good hobbyist. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's you're good. Well, good and, and I'll, I do, you know, full transparency. I, you know, I am a customer of flipping out. So oh. uh, I think that's one of the reasons Zach was like, oh, he's going down the list, right? We all, we all know how it is, Zach, right? You're going down your list and like who has half a brain and can talk for an hour and a half. Well. Oh, I'll call Lucas up. <laughs> well. but no I'm, I'm really excited i've got a guardians pro on order mm-hmm. that's a game i've wanted a long time and yeah zach mentioned deadpool uh i'm buying deadpool again that's how much i love that i game. love you're buying and, it uh, twice oh it's so good it's it's one that we just you know again we sold those machines to do a quick fund of this patio project during covid but it's Captain that's one that we we really yeah i don't think <laughs> that's gonna patio. be a reoccurring character but okay i don't know if it will um, he doesn't have the legs. He's only got one leg and a peg leg. So plank yeah, you like to walk, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Deadpool is such a fun game. We love it as a family and, um, cannot wait. That'll be a great Christmas edition. Maybe for Christmas, I'll get you the chromed katana. Mm. Do they still have those side? I know. Oh, oh, you mean like oh, in, the, the in the, in the, look, when you look at that game and that's, that's one of the things that sells you as, as a new person pinball person like mm-hmm. when you walk up and you're like dude that game's got a freaking katana in it <laughs> yeah. and it's used like That's how right. freaking cool is that funny that you're talking about armor because as a owner operator flipping out pinball we do sell authorized stern accessories like the upcoming deadpool topper and armor armor's coming back y'all oh they're Side bringing blades. the katanas back shooter rods are now in stock shooter rods are but yeah they're bringing i think they're bringing up we've got some on order and we have spots oh, for real? available. Yeah. Here, like, no no joke. Like, put put me down for some. Look at that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's how it's done. Bye, yeah. bye, bye. No, it, like, because, okay, when you look at those, I, I, I've i never had the side armor, but I think those ones are actually of value because cool when you looking. look at it, they say B and Arthur on the other side. So one one of his katanas is B and the other one is Arthur. Didn't and realize it just looks that. Cool. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah. So, so, uh, the, wow. those. They, they, uh, look, you know, they remind I, me of the Mandalorian armor that everybody's going gaga yeah. over right now too. Well, the, and honestly, those would look great 
kind of flanking a middle machine. So if you had those on on either end and you had oh, some yeah. middle machines on the end, so you got to see the side armor. Yeah, if you see um, the yeah. yeah. Wicked cool. Like uh, Deadpool. I don't know who my favorite game designer is, again, because I haven't played enough of them. But if I had to say one right now, it'd be George Gomez, just because I think that's fantastic. And I think Tanya Kleiss and that whole team mm-hmm. did such an amazing job with bringing that arcade 2D fighting, like, and the sound yeah, let's effects. Let's see Tanya do another stuff. lead. I want to see Tanya do another <sighs> lead. Put him with George Gomez or, uh, you know, or, or with Keith Elwin. I think that would be a uh, match made in heaven, I think too. Tim and George I think, made a killer combo. Oh, so good. That's for real. That that will be one that that won't leave. I think just mm-hmm. because it's it's always just hit every aspect for me. It's simple enough. The rules I actually understand and can explain the rules to someone. But uh, sure. oh, I just I get I get so worked up about Deadpool. I think it is it is probably my favorite machine that I have played. Hit the boom button. Speaking of accessories, flipping out pinballs product showcase this week. Is the Batman 66 art blade? Bye bye bye. Sure, the run of Batman 66 games is slowly coming to an end, but the art blades are now in stock at Flippin' Out Pinball. Contact me at Zach Z A C H at flip the letter N out pinball.com. You can text me 812-457-9711. I don't know if I've got them on the website directly, but you can go take a look. Flippinoutpinball.com. We also have Jurassic Park uh, Pro. I think I got one or two left in stock. Everything else is pretty much take a pre-order shot. Uh, July spots of Avengers Pro Premium, Turtles Pro, and Iron Maiden Pro and Premium still open, but we're getting down to the wire on uh, those filling up. I'll have to even double-check on some of them. Hot Wheels, we got some August spots coming up. Deadpool Pro, this is not. This is how much this game is loved. Deadpool Pro, I've got a slew of them coming in their next run in December. I maybe have a one spot or two left maybe deadpool premium it's being made in december but it's done join the elvira club i don't have any spots until 2022 run gnr le it's coming at some point i've got some spots jurassic park pro arcade shooting i've got one left and like i said that's a fun game does does that have the force feedback on the guns yep absolutely same thing oh yeah that's that's fantastic (laughs) that's that's a that's an actual fun I'd say that's one of better one of the better mm-hmm. raw thrills shooters. And listeners, when you guys are going out to the arcades, when you're going out to play Fireteam Raven, Halo, or when you're sitting down shooting these games, playing these shooter games, here's what you do. It's called the SDTM rule. If you guys want to have fun on arcade games and not just keep plunking in, adding extra balls like the old Bally Williams pinball games, to really appreciate and create a challenge for yourself regarding these FECs or large scale arcade games implement the sdtm rule which mimics that of pinball three balls in pinball three lives in arcade really challenge yourself not to go past that otherwise you're just going to get through the game just like you would having 10 balls on a pinball machine get to the wizard mode and get tired of it three lives you got your original life and two continues and that's it see how far you can get that's, the, that's yeah the th- those are fun and I, I think i think raw thrills bringing out the smaller form factor so they can actually fit in your house yeah is a is a good move yep. i i i've had a lot of fun my you know th- those are ones that anyone can jump into and have a good time and, and for real if you if they come with the force feedback that really does it, it's like adding a shaker motor the mm-hmm. first time i played a, a pinball machine with a shaker motor oh, i was so fun. i was giddy especially different oh my guns god I, you can get oh it's so cool and yeah, i think yeah, that cool. ladies and gentlemen i think greg bone 
has actually confirmed that he's he's getting one. I think we're getting great. I, call, I called him out. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, you call yourself a fan and you're not going to have this in your house? He's got like every piece of memory. Whatever. Yeah, he's intense. Speaking of Greg Bone, we do have a straight down the middle uh, video series video coming out this week. It's a special this or that. We're calling it this or that. Who wore it better? <laughs> now, on this video, what we're going to do is the last five years or so, we've had to pick between a pro, a premium, and LE on all these titles. But listeners, what are you going to do when you just don't know which way to go? Greg and I will help you where we're going to go through everyone and give you our pick as to the pro, the premium, or the LE on all of the Sterns and all the CGCs and all the JJPs. That's a fun, fun episode. And a couple couple little nuggets and a couple little treats and Easter eggs along the way on that episode. So tune in for that. TPN last week, nothing happened besides this show. Everybody's on summer vacation, apparently. But this week, Joel Engelberth, speaking of our homie Gomi, he's going to be interviewing George Gomez on Just Another Pinball Podcast. Definitely make sure to check that out. Yeah, I've, I've listened to some of those. I, I like that series. Yeah, absolutely. Nice and nice and chill, old Joe Lingy. Always check out all the TPN streamers. They're doing a hell of a job as well. We'll have a final round this week with Martin Robbins and Jeff Teolis. I don't know who they're going to have on. It'll be a treat, though, as it always is. It's probably Ryan C. again. (laughs) (laughs) Big pecker himself, Ryan C. For Lucas Pepke, I'm Zach Minnie. Be good to everyone and have some fun playing pinball. That's, That's what it's for. It's a hobby for most of us. And be good humans. Be good humans, I like that. And always practice safe pinball. And make sure your blink cameras are working because Captain Patio will come and get them shooter rods. Don't want to know where I'm putting them. Yeah. Up. So, so long, everybody. <laughs> don't stop me. Don't stop me. Don't stop me. Hey, hey. As well as follow along literally. As l- he did it. We got he you. got me. <laughs> beep, beep. See you later, honey. You yell out the window to your wife as you pull out the drive. Take care of the pool while I'm gone. Now it's you. Now it's just you. This is a good one. All right, let's let's take the, yeah, let's take the whole let, let's take that paragraph again. Okay. You climb into the cab, crank the engine, and put the van in. <laughs> I can't I can't wait till you get to the end of this I shit show. I so just want to show. keep the first one though. The first one. Okay. <laughs> Your vision blurs as you fight to keep it together. A blood-soaked pinball. <laughs> you just got to bear with me. I that. love it. This is, this is, all right, this is where I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to pick it up at crack. Crack. A blood-soaked pinball leg. <laughs> okay, it gets even weirder. Sorry. All right. As well as following along with literal, one more time, as well as following along with literarily wasted, man, that was a, that's a, that's a name there. Literarily wasted. Hey, we got to rob that house. They keep getting butt plugs every that's delivered right. every week. <laughs> Fancy clear ones. This one too. lights up. That's right. Ooh. That one's got a skeeter in it. <laughs> <laughs>